Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard. A pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Yeah. Oh, oh the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John. I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Man, let me tell you this. I have been raring to go for this. Literally, I got up here around noon today, and there's a, a tree over here that had tremendous shade, and I've been asleep under that tree for the last two and a half hours. That is called a power nap, ladies and gentlemen, in preparation for Cinco de Mayo and this celebration we are having from 3 until 6 today. La Hacienda off of Fox Road near Geist is our location with Luna Azul Tequila, of course, from the umbrella of our good friends who will introduce in just a second back with us Heaven Hill Distillery of course up here too and I want to make a note that the samples are already flowing SPT, a smiley bro is here he has already taken advantage of these samples that are flowing and I believe 10% off what we have the menu going at La Hacienda until this show is over and as it looks right now, somebody's already jumped into this. If you see via YouTube Live right now, the ride with JMV, Brent Halverson, our betting analyst is here of Luna Azul Tequila. Is that your burrito? It is, John. I mean, Sweet. This, this place is outstanding. I'll tell you this. Uh, well, and this is your home base here, so talk a little bit about it. This is the home base. We, uh, we frequent here um, once, twice a week yeah. sometimes. It <laughs> depends. Uh, depending on schools and yeah. schedules and all that jazz. But, uh, no, this place is outstanding. Uh, Manuel's got a couple places. This one, the one on 56th Street in Fort Bend. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we're, we're happy. This is kind of like a home turf show, you know. And uh, Lunazul Tequila is their house tequila here. So every uh, margarita you order is going to have Lunazul Tequila in it. And we're going to uh, have a little uh, fun today with that, John. <laughs> okay, we're going to have a lot of fun today with this. If you're, again, watching on YouTube Live, I'm showing you exactly the Luna Azul tequila product that we were talking about today. So we got the great food and 10% off while we're here, which is outstanding. The free samples are flowing. So give us a little indicator here on the Cinco de Mayo at La Hacienda about these samples that are going to be flowing. Well, they've got some great, great drinks. Again, their margarita is outstanding, right? You cannot go wrong, especially on Cinco de Mayo, but uh, every day of the year is a good day for uh, a great margarita with Lunazul tequila. They also have a, uh, a special they just started doing, a Cantorita. So we've got a Lunazul Cantorita yeah. mug. Uh, it's got uh, it's got Lunazul tequila. It's got fresh-squeezed grapefruit juice, fresh-squeezed nice. lime juice, fresh-squeezed orange juice, 
Uh, it's got some uh, squirt in it, a little grapefruit soda. A little squirt? A little well, squirt. Hey. And, and look yeah, at that. Oh, a little squirt in mine. Right there, my friend. Well, there you go. Oh, man, Thank just you very brought much. Us a couple uh, of these well, cantaritas right here. So Happy Cinco cheers. de Mayo to Absolutely. you. And cheers to Bryn Halverson again. What is this I'm drinking here? What's in this? Mm. This is a cantarita. So it's got fresh grapefruit juice, fresh okay. OJ, fresh lime juice. Man. Grapefruit soda and uh, Luna Azul tequila with a tahine rim on it. What is this tahine rim? You know, it's a, I, I, I don't know how to best describe <laughs> it other than it's got a great little flavor to it. Kind of like a, a flavored salt, if gotcha. you will. Flavored salt. But it's right got a nice little, um, nice little hint of awesomeness, nice. right? Well, that's great. That is absolutely fantastic right there. And you know how much work goes into this? Oh, there's a lot of work. That's a creation that right there. It really is a creation, you. absolutely. Mm. No, and these guys do it great. I mean, it's, again, some of the best, best food out there, along with some great cocktails. So looking forward to a, a, a wonderful show, and it's good to be at the home turf. Well, and, and speaking of which, uh, this is a road game for me, so obviously I'll be eating a little bit later, but that is awesome nonetheless. Um, you got the burrito start here. Again, the 10% off the food when you get here. We want everybody to join us off of Fox Road. We're near Geist. Is this still Lawrence where I sit right here? It is, is technically it? considered technically. Lawrence. Correct. Okay. So that is correct. I want to make sure I get that right because sometimes people get mad. We are in Lawrence. We're near Geist off of Fox Road. It is La Hacienda. It is also the Eve. I know the Kentucky Oaks are going on today and a lot of people are excited about that. This is the Eve of the 149th Kentucky Derby. That's coming up tomorrow. I have little to no idea about what in the world is going on. So we, at the bottom of the hour, will lean on somebody that does. Mike Joyce is going to join us. And what's great about that, he lives out in Southern California, out in Orange County, Southern California. One of our great listeners uh, listening online every day to this show, that's Jim McCann in Southern California. Jim also listens to the JMV Takeover every Saturday night. He lives very close to Mike Joyce, and I know Jim's a big fan of horse racing um, out in Southern California, so cannot wait for Mike Joyce, who's going to join us coming up at the bottom of the hour, but we also have our betting analyst here, so those of you that are thinking about today and what's going on in horse racing with the Oaks, and then thinking about the 149th Kentucky Derby coming up tomorrow, share some thoughts on some things that you're thinking about. Maybe a little bit of an appetizer before we dive into it coming up at the bottom of the hour. You know, we had a couple horses get scratched, right? Due yes. to some faultiness. Uh, faultiness. Faultiness, Getting scratched. Of fault. There was some faultiness going on down there the past week and a half as it... Yeah, a couple yes, horses it was. Uh, passed, yeah. and they're trying to yeah. figure out why. So Problematic then, at Churchill Downs. Yeah, very problematic. But, uh, you know, there's some great horses in this field. And, and, you know, the last, if you think, last year, past couple of years, there's been some big, big long yep. shots come in, right? So you never know. Uh, I think the weather is going to come into play. Maybe I think Sunday's, or excuse me, tomorrow looks beautiful. Yes. But we, we should see, uh, you know, we might have a couple uh, different little things come together. I really like a couple of these horses, and some of them have some good odds to them. We'll kind of talk through that a little bit. Yep. I'm anxious to uh, listen to uh, uh, the gentleman calling in. What yes. was his name? Mike Joyce. Mike Joyce. Looking to, looking to see what he's got. And then I've also got uh, Bernie Lubbers, our global oh, whiskey Bernie. ambassador. He's down there right now, and he's down there all weekend. Uh, he sent me a couple, uh, nice. couple of his picks, too. We so love we'll, Bernie, too. We'll talk about those. The global ambassador. That's, that's right. a good gig if you can get it, by the way. That's a global bourbon ambassador. That is correct, and it's a pretty put, big put territory. Put that on that, your that card. I'd love to have sphere. that on my card right there. Global. global. I would. No <laughs> doubt about that. So we got that coming up again, the 149th Kentucky Derby. We'll discuss 
discuss that at the bottom of the hour with Mike Joyce. Brent Halverson is here, but I just want to see you out because we are out on a Friday on Cinco de Mayo at La Hacienda. Again, on the northeast side near Geist off of Fox Road. This is Lawrence. Luna Azul Tequila brings us to you on this Friday. And we do have a lot to talk about because the Colts rookies, they're out at the Colts complex today going through some workouts and doing some practice. And I can't remember a time other than going back to Andrew Luck. And I still don't think because Andrew Luck was was just what was viewed at that moment as an absolute. It can't miss. There was no debate. None of that crap. Right. You just you knew what he was. And then you knew what he thought you thought he was going to be, which he did not turn into because of the bailing, but you knew what you were getting right there. So even with that, I can't remember, certainly since Luck, and even going back to Manning when you think about it, because I think pretty much you knew what you were getting there. But this is incredibly interesting with Anthony Richardson out there because, again, 13 games, and it's, it's almost like you hadn't seen him play since the fall, basically, right? So it's like, it's like the Loch Ness Monster you're looking for right now. It's like this, this myth because we have, they have built the legend up to this point about the athleticism and the pro days, which we have seen. You know, being here at the Combine, which we have seen. But now that he is officially a member of the Colts, this is all shiny and this is all new. And the most interesting that I can remember, I just retweeted something with Mike Chappell. It was, he was like, looks like he's about 30 miles away taking a picture. And I kind of just joked and said, yeah, it looks like he's ready for week number one to me, um, which I hope that he is. But I can't remember, even with Luck and with Manning, uh, because there is so, so much of an unknown. Like there's a possibility that this guy has these tools, this athleticism that we haven't seen, but there is still so much because of a small sample size of mystery that it makes it even more intriguing out there. So we'll follow that. We'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on as well. That is practice number one with the rookies going on out at West 56th Street. And, of course, the highlight out there and the focus for many is that of Anthony Richardson. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio, hiatus last week, back with us coming up here in the 4 o'clock hour. Bob Lovell a little bit later on as well. We might try to swing somebody who's out of practice to bring it back. Just if anything interesting or compelling happens out there, we'll certainly want to talk about that. But it is of wide interest, even on this day where most people are already gone, already hopefully coming out here to hang with us. It is something that is interesting, unlike we have seen around here in a while. Like you hear, hear people say, yeah, I'm really excited about going over. I'm talking about people that cover it. I'm excited about going over there and checking this out. Like that's weird, right? It's rookies practicing, but this is just a different altogether set of circumstances. So it does, it does make sense. And we'll talk about that with you coming up a little bit later on. NBA playoffs last night. It was all Golden State. I love shot making. Jimmy and I, who was here too, were talking about that. And uh, Phil Burton, who was here and coming back a little bit later. When I first got here, we were talking about that shot making ability last night. I absolutely love it. 
I mean, that was fun to watch. I think that's why, because not because they're successful and because I'm jumping on a bandwagon, but in terms of what I want to see in the postseason, I got last night what I wanted to see in the postseason. I got a lot of shot-making ability, and you got a lot of it from Clay Thompson. I have a great deal of admiration for Clay Thompson. I know many aren't the biggest of fans, but to me, I love what he brought. And then going through the back-to-back injuries, getting through that and coming back, you know, doing that double rehab scenario and then getting back to play at a high level, I maintain that that's pretty neat. I love that. I mean, working at it, a guy that obviously was at the top of his game, goes down and had to set out basically a couple of seasons, comes back. I want to see a guy like that flourish. And while Steph Curry is absolutely can't miss every time he's on, I think Klay Thompson is right there, at least for me as well, especially when he's knocking down shots. And last night, he was knocking down shots. And it was fun to watch. Listen, competitive, sure. Surprising, sure. But I got really no big-time rooting interest. I don't like the Lakers, but I want things to be competitive. I've talked about this before this week. As far as the postseason is concerned, nothing really stands out to me because I can give you more reasons why I think these teams suck uh, with me in mind, not on the floor, but why I don't care because I'm not a fan of Philly or a fan of Boston or a, a Laker guy or even that much of a Phoenix person. You know, maybe Denver a little bit. I think Denver adds a different layer there. But, yeah, it's just all kind of, yeah, New York. Come on now. Not really. Miami. Never been a Miami person, but you like watching Jimmy Butler play. So that's kind of where we are right now with that. It's kind of where we are where you, you don't really have the biggest rooting interest. You are really rooting for something that is enjoyable, something that is fun, something that is compelling. And you have received that so far. I'm going to tell you what. I, it's funny. You have to move forward, don't you? I mean, you have to move forward and recognize that, and people say this all the time when I bring up the past. Hey, you bring up the past too much. I'm tired of hearing about the past. No, this is the present. Honestly, when you have somebody that has the most recent resume with the championship and all that winning, and all that playoff success, when, when that coach, because of a massive disappointment in round number one, is bounced, and that happened right at the end of the show yesterday with Mike Budenholzer. That's, that's not the best world in the world for sports. But you know what? That's where we are. Like somebody asked me yesterday, did that surprise you? This guy's had so much success. No, it doesn't surprise me. It surprised me in the least. Not at all. And it's only going to get worse. I mean, we see it all the time. We see things changing as we know it on a daily basis. Here's what's interesting about that. He's going to end up, I would guess, with a good gig or at least a gig somewhere. What's open right now? Toronto's open. What else is open, Jimmy? Do you know? I mean, Houston is closed right now. What other gigs are open? So he will end up someplace else. And then we'll see. Well, obviously, Milwaukee's open now. But you just look at the resume and what he has done, and you wonder, man, 
That's how quickly things can turn and you can get bounced. And the answer is absolutely yes, because that's where we are. That's where we are in this world of sports. That's where we are with the instant gratification. And if you don't get it, it's time for you to move your ass on down the road. And somebody else comes in and sits in that chair. Somebody else coaches up that team. And it's not just at that level. It is at nearly every single level. I don't know. This is like, it's the world. If you guys get inside the lounge via YouTube Live, and uh, he makes me laugh a great deal. This is a world of Brian Haas. Brian Haas is inside the lounge via YouTube Live daily, and he's firing somebody every day. He's probably fired me like five or six times, but he's firing somebody every day. And I, I think it's funny, right? And I, I know that it, it's you know kind of an outrageous take that he gives, but it really is closer to reality than it just being a joke or stick. I mean, it really is. It's not too far at all off of the absolute reality of really all sports right now. And you have a good team. You had a great season. You were a one seed. You were a former champ. All right, you get bounced in round number one. I mean, your guy, what? How many games did Giannis miss? A couple of games or whatever. I know he was back uh, when they got closed out. And I know they lost in five, which certainly added to the amount of embarrassment. But that is just where we are. And like, like Brian Haas inside the lounge via YouTube Live, and shout out to everybody in there right now, that, that is closer to reality than we might think right now, really with sports in general. For somebody that had that type of resume and can just get bounced in the fashion in which he did. And, and listen, it wouldn't surprise you if you, know, you get a team in here that disappoints, Right. And they go someplace else. I don't know where that would be. I can't imagine Doc Rivers or I can't imagine uh, what's-his-nuts in Boston, Missoula, uh, getting bounced right now. You know, Thibodeau. Think about Thibodeau is in New York. Everybody's really excited about the Knicks, and they should be right now. But at the same time, you know that dude has a shelf life. If there's anybody in coaching that has a shelf life, it's him. I mean, he shows up and does and says what he wants and says, you guys play defense or you can go sit your ass on the bench. And, you know, the moment that things get a little bit squirrely and he's the head coach, that's the moment when everybody tries to get their payback. Everybody tries to get a little bit of get back. And then that's the moment that that coach is vulnerable. I don't know at all if that's how it went down in Milwaukee. Certainly, they've had a change in ownership. Uh, they've got some big decisions on the horizon, Chris Middleton being one, and certainly the extension of Giannis being another. But, you know, oftentimes, especially if you're somebody like Thibodeau that's a little bit more hardcore with players and could be hardcore with everybody else, that will leave you in a moment of vulnerability in incredible trouble. You know, I always use the example of this. We know just how great Bill Polian was when Bill Polian was here. You know, Bill Polian obviously built the Colts, Super Bowl 41 champions, go to another one, they lose. But let me tell you this, you know, the moment that they were deciding to move on from Manning, all right, I should say this, I'll even backpedal more. The moment he got injured and Bill goes to Jim Ursay and says, hey, give me $4 million, we'll sign Kerry Collins and we'll still be in the postseason. And the Kerry Collins thing worked out basically the same as Matt Ryan did this past year. Didn't work out at all. 
And, you know, then you had the dissolving of that team. And then you had Bill wanting to work his son, Chris Polian, in to be the chief decision maker over there, which clearly Jim Irsay did not want. And what I'm saying is the, the moment that Bill became vulnerable over there, people that he had gone around in, in the office and maybe browbeaten, maybe got after a couple of different times because my man knew exactly the amount of paper clips that would be on your desk and his desk. He knew everything from top to bottom. He had his thumbprint on everything. I remember one time when I first started with Mark Patrick. This is a great story. <laughs> like Bill Polian was coming on. This is early 2000s, right? Like 2000, 2001. It might have been 2001 in the season that went disaster. But Mark and I were actually out at the Colts complex, and Bill was coming on. This is when we used to do shows out there, which would never happen today. It's the same one where Mark went walking down a hallway that was supposedly a forbidden hallway, a forbidden zone, and talked to then special teams coach Kevin Spencer and got people we knew in all kinds of trouble over there because that's how Bill handled things, right? He handled things just like that, hardcore. Uh, but we were doing a show over there, and we were waiting on Bill, and they said, oh, Bill will be here in a minute. He's in treatment. You know, and that's what they do to the players. The players are in treatment. The players are getting treated after practice or going through treatment a week leading up to a game to be prepared to play the game. And Bill was actually in treatment that day. But the moral of this story is when, when you're hardcore like that, when somebody or people have a chance to get a little bit of payback, when you're at your most vulnerable, you see things like that occur. And you did see it here. And you've seen it before with Thibodeau. You see it with the harder core coaches. And that's probably yet another reason why coaches aren't now nearly as hardcore as they used to be. You know, only a select few can get away with it. Uh, you've seen the story regarding James Harden, right? James Harden going to Vegas during the postseason. And Doc Rivers is saying, you know, what is the big deal here? Well, People would like to make it a, a big deal, but not a lot of people are going to get because Philly is in it right now and still winning. People aren't going to give Doc Rivers too much crap. And we're talking about Philadelphia here. That's supposed to be the hardest sports market out there. I mean, a lot of crap given there. And basically, Doc Rivers says he's a grown man if he wants to go to Vegas. And he mentioned Dennis Rodman and what Rodman did when he played for the Bulls back in the 90s. You know, take that overnight trip to Vegas, get all drunk up and come back and then play a game and get 19 rebounds and the Bulls win. He tried to make it out like that. But there are few in this business that we cover now that have that type of leverage to make that fly, to not get swept up in it. Very few have that type of leverage. And we see that more and more, especially with coaches each and every day. Again, Cinco de Mayo, our location, La Hacienda off of Fox Road. We're in Lawrence or close to Geist. And we're going to get you set off to a great weekend here. 10% off the menu of food, which is outstanding while we're here. That's three until six. And then, as I mentioned, our betting analyst, Brent Halverson, Luna Azul Tequila is here. He's going over the 149th Kentucky Derby, getting us some stats, getting us some thoughts ready with Mike Joyce, uh, the expert of horse 
Racing going to join us at the bottom of the hour. But Cinco de Mayo at your stomping grounds here, Brent, once again, La Hacienda. La Hacienda, and again, it's a pleasure to be here. We, we come here all the time. The food's amazing. The drinks are amazing. The staff's amazing. Everything is great. Uh, and then plus, yes. we've got a special guest, uh, Mr. Harmon Singh over there. He He's the owner of Spirits of Geist right across oh, the street. Oh, well, heck. So once you leave here after having a couple of good Well, I'm just going to go drinks, over and raid the freezer. We can go. You can go over there and uh, purchase some Lunazul tequila. Um, he's got a great deal going on over there as far so Well, look at uh, that. You've got connections all over the this place. This is a great this spot This is your be. home base. This is it, John. This is it. This is where right. everything happens right here. Get my haircut. The sports clips right over there. You got a sports I clips haircut over there, Chase right there. Look at that. It's all right here. Sports clips haircuts. You yeah. Got that's yeah, it, it That's all it. happens for you. It right all here. happens right here. Yeah, about an hour from where it happens for me right here. <laughs> it's a different <laughs> about time an hour, zone, right? I know it. What is I, it? I gotta take hour, a flight to get here. You're an hour behind. That's why I came up here at noon today. <laughs> People go, why? Why do you get up there so early? Why do you fall asleep? And why do a policeman knock on your window to see if you've either OD'd or died? And I said, well, uh, <laughs> I get up there early to make sure that I get there because sometimes I don't know how you guys deal with it up here. The traffic can get just a little bit squirrely up here sometimes. It can. A little bit squirrely. But you know, it's kind Where of I'm more from, we're still in covered wagons and stuff, so I don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just like going around people. And they're covered wagons and they're stagecoaches. Well, it's right around them. See, it's a little bit different scenario up here, yeah. right? But mm -hmm. uh, no, it's a great area. I mean, it really is. Great people, great spot. And uh, we fortunately don't have to deal with a lot of traffic here, but... You get into Castleton, some of the offshoots, and then, of course, the Fishers, Noblesville area is going to be a little bit hectic, especially around that Interstate 69 area. I was down to uh, the Kroger right down here. 70, is yep. that your Kroger? Yep. That 79th Kroger? That's where do all the shops. Not a bad bathroom in there, fellas. Let me tell you right there. <laughs> if you're looking for a little on-the-road type of performance there, and you have to, have to, have to. Had a nice flowery scent in there, too. Didn't smell like a... Bathroom normally would like that. John, you know, nice. I've, been, I've been shopping. I scope out bathrooms on the road. I do. I've been shopping. And there I give for, them grades. I've been shopping there for 18 years. Have you? I didn't even know they had a bathroom. Oh, they have a bathroom. I didn't right even up know there. they had a bathroom. It was a little there. weird because it's right up there in front at the checkout. So everybody says, look, that guy's going in there. To do something special. Did you at least buy something on the way? Like no, a bottle oh, yeah. of Lunazool oh, or something? Oh, yeah, I bought something. Okay, all right. I did buy something. All right. Yeah, all right. I bought. They were out of stuff, though. They not. They get my flavor Propel, and you know, they were out of stuff. Oh. But, yeah, I got. Uh, Trendsetter. You must yeah, have it was like there. right up there. It was like a big spotlight saying, hey, look at this guy. He's just in here to use your flowery-scented bathroom. <laughs> well, I'm glad it smelled good for you. <laughs> so, Brent Alverson, that's our betting analyst right there of Lunazool Tequila. And he and they bring us to you from La Hacienda on this. Cinco de Mayo. We so want to see you out here. While we're here, the great food here at La Hacienda, 10% in savings you're going to get with your order while you're here. Plus, you know what Brent does? Lunazul tequila, Cinco de Mayo, lots of samples are flowing as well. So get here. Fox Road near Geist. We are in Lawrence celebrating Cinco de Mayo on this Friday with Luna Azul Tequila. That is betting analyst Brent Halverson. I am JMV. Mike Wells coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Lovell, I think, is going to drop by in the 5. I'll tell you what, James, we may... Just for a quick update, nothing really lengthy. I may need to hook up with somebody that was actually out at that practice today just to, uh, just for S's and G's maybe here, right? Just to find out a little bit about what went on with the rookies. I, I know you're going, oh, a rookie practice. Are you kidding me? But let's face it, this, where this team is right now, it is a little bit different. 
So, James, maybe see if you can catch up with somebody that was out there with a quick update for us a little bit later on. Otherwise, 239-1070 is the number. I'll put you on. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about for the weekend sports calendar. We'll do that inside the lounge via YouTube Live where Brian Haas is in there right now firing everybody. That's fantastic. And we got your chance. The JMV show at the Brown County Music Center is coming up on September the 16th. It features, are you ready? Warrant. It features Bullet Boys and Alita Ford on September the 16th at Brown County Music Center. And Brent, that's your good friend Christian, who put this together and puts everything together. They have an outstanding schedule coming up from now basically to the end of the year. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Casey and the Sunshine Band, Boss Skaggs, the JMV show. I mean, it is an outstanding schedule they continuously put together. You know, it's great. And and even better, uh, you you don't find better people than Christian. And and that that, that venue, though, John, I mean, it holds 2,000 people. Perfect. And I think the furthest seat from the stage is 109 feet, I think. I'm correct. There's not a bad seat in the place, and the sound is tremendous. So absolutely get down there. And that's pretty exciting. Uh, Looking forward to that JMV show. That's a pretty hot little axe down there. And Heaven Hill Distillery products across the board. Across the board down there, absolutely. Get down there and try some wonderful Evan Williams flavors. We got Lunazul Tequila. We got uh, we got Elijah Craig, Larceny. Got yep. all the good stuff down there. All the known soldiers. Our Brown County Music Center will give you a chance to go to that JMV show when you hear a re-entry from one of those bands or Lita Ford, the artist, coming up here before six o'clock. Otherwise, two three nine ten seventy. Quick break. We'll come back. Mike Joyce. He covers horse racing. We're going to need his knowledge. The 149th Kentucky Derby is coming up tomorrow, and we'll get the breakdown for you coming up on the other side. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, HD Radio, the stream, the app, 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Oh boy, Paloy. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. This is Cinco de Mayo at La Hacienda Fox Road, northeast side near Geist in Lawrence. Our location, Luna Azul Tequila, brings us to you. All right, so Mike Joyce is running around looking at horses right now. So whenever he stops running around looking at horses and admiring horses, he's going to call in and he's going to spread the knowledge of which I have zero in terms of horse racing knowledge whatsoever. I will say this, that the person to my left, if you're watching via YouTube Live right now, Brent Halverson, our betting analyst, is putting together a nice Cliff Notes version of the 149th Kentucky Derby. That's well done on the fly right there. You know, it's all it's it's yeah. definitely horses that I have right here. There's a lot, like I talked earlier, a lot of good horses out there, and I think we're going to see some bigger odds. I think there's some good, uh, good chance to make some big money here. You know, I remember back, um, God, I think it was probably five, six, seven years ago yeah. now, uh, there was a horse called I'll Have Another. I'll have another. That, and that was go perfect. back a little while. Yeah. And, I, and I picked it because of the name, because that's my fam- famous quote. Anytime I'm out, I'm having a drink, I'll, right. I'll have another. And it keeps going. 
unfortunately, right? At least it's like you keep saying that. This is the ninth time you said that. Now, how did I have another do? It won the it won the Derby, oh, and wow, it was okay. a long shot. And I uh, I had a two dollar trifecta that paid me thirty seven hundred dollars. So. Uh, it worked out pretty well. That's you know, nice. So it's good to be able to build up with some odds here. There's some, uh, you know, these lower odds. I, yeah, I don't know. I like, I like you put one of them in there, but if you do a little trifecta box, yeah. use four or five horses. You just need three of them to come in. They come in in any order. You want those higher odds up top, and it's going to pay you some money. That is nice. Once again, Cinco de Mayo. We'll get uh, Mike on here whenever he calls. Mike Wells, top of the hour. I think Lovell's going to be here in the five, and Joel A. Erickson, the star, who spent some time at practice today. I'm telling you, uh, everybody's interest meter is is pegging regarding this whole rookie practice. Normally, that's not the case. Uh, it certainly is with Anthony Richardson out there for the first time practicing for the Colts today. Joel's going to join us coming up at the bottom of the 4 o'clock hour. But once again, Brent Cinco de Mayo. We're here at La Hacienda with Luna Azul Tequila to talk about what we can get. And we also have a friend of the show that's also here, too. We absolutely do. And, uh, you know, yes, again, their house margaritas, John, mm-hmm. made with Luna Azul Tequila. I mean, you cannot go wrong. Uh, they're, they're fresh. They're great. You're drinking a uh, Cantorita. Cantorita. About. That's a little special here as well. Uh, and again, a, a classic Paloma is a great cocktail. Or come on in and get a shot of Lunazul to get your uh, Cinco de Mayo started off right. I'll get that going right there, too. So then you could also take some home. You can take some home and you can go across the street. I'd like to get our friend on if he will hop in over here real quick. I'd love to oh, he's not mic'd up. I didn't see it. See, this is what happens, man, when you turn me loose on Cinco de Mayo. I didn't even see him not get mic'd up right there. Come on, host of the show. So, I will Look, tell you I this. See, Brian Haas is really going to fire my ass inside I, the lounge I, right now. I will tell you this. Mic'd up or nothing. There's there's a, a great location directly yeah. across the street, uh, Spirits at Geist. Right on. And we have the owner, Harmon Singh, right here. Harmon, welcome. Thanks for coming Hello, over Hello, Harmon. How, how are you doing, man? buddy? I'm good. How you doing, guys? I could not be better. Thank you for asking. He's carrying all of his uh, uh, Brent's uh, Halberson's product, Luna's Old Tequila. Oh, sure you did. Yes. All Heaven Hill product. So it's a great community to serve. We like the area around here. Oh, it's awesome. Well, I slept rules. under a tree right in front of your place <laughs> over there about noon today, too, Did you man. get some Lunazil? No, nah, well, no, no. I was just uh, taking a power nap over there. I, I knew where I was going, and I thought, man, it's way too nice of a day. Nice breeze under a tree right up there, right across from your place. you got to get closer to us. We'll get you a bottle of Lunazil. Oh, well, <laughs> right yeah. there. Hey, there see, you go. He's got it right there. there That's all you, you got go right do. there. But, uh, no. Harbor, how long have you had the place over there now? We... Owned this since 2007. 2007. So, I mean, that's a pretty good little run. And, again, you have, have done great things over there. And, um, you know, again, come on out. And if you're here to have a cocktail at uh, La Hacienda, go right across the street, take the party home, go pick up a, a couple bottles of Lunazul over there or anything. You've got a great selection over Absolutely, there. Absolutely, man. This uh, 10% is going to carry you on there, too. Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at it. 10%. Look at that. We're saving right everybody there. everything. It should be Cinco de 10. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to say that. That's just absolutely <laughs> perfect. So 10% across the street 10, right now. 10% too. across the street. I mean, that's that's live from the D-man right here, Harmony. It's awesome. I had the pleasure of going down. We went down to uh, Heaven Hill down in Bardstown. Right on. And picked a barrel of Elijah Craig a couple weeks back. Yes, and that was, a, that was a great time. Wasn't it? I mean, great go, experience. Yeah, getting down there and getting to, you know, blind sample some good, good uh, Elijah Craig. So he'll have some Elijah Craig barrel proof coming probably in the next, let's call it, 10 to 12 weeks. It'll be uh, ready to go and bottled up and uh, available at Spirits of Geist. So how do we think about the mint julep, which is a basic drink 
that is of this weekend, a signature drink of this weekend. How do we feel about that? You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I, I pretty much okay. drink them on Derby only just because it's kind of like, uh, you know, when in Rome, you know, you got to have one. Right. Um, but uh, I'm a big fan of using, uh, you know, Larceny in my mint julep, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I understand that. I just didn't know if it's something you would go to. Well, you know, Just again, because it's the weekend? I do because of the weekend, right? I got you. You know, I mean, that's just definitely one of those things. I generally will, well, it depends on the day, the time, where I'm at. You know, it's kind of mix up my uh, my spirits and mix up my, the way I drink them. Nothing but, wrong. But uh, I think derby-wise, you got to have one. It's just a nice little classic uh, official drink of the Kentucky Derby. All right. And uh, 10% across the street right here, right? Yes, sir. Just mention uh, J&V, right? Is that the, the, the yes. keywords, right? That's the keywords right there. They will say, well, he's about 10% out of 100 good too so that'll, <laughs> that'll fits right in over there hey thanks for joining sure. us too thanks for hanging out thank you sir thanks, thanks for coming i appreciate that that's thank awesome thanks, right there that really appreciate is 149th kentucky derby is what we're talking about and uh, hopefully here relatively soon again mike joyce is going to join us at FanDuel tv Oh, oh, Mike's ready. Thank you, James, on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pipeline of FanDuel TV. Listen, I am lost without Mike Joyce right here about the 149th Kentucky Derby. I don't know a thing, so go ahead, Mike. Spread the wealth on what you know to begin with about tomorrow's race. Uh, I know it's, uh, it's a wide-open derby this year. I mean, we, we got to start with Forte. He's a champion two-year-old from a year ago, and he's done nothing wrong. He won the Fountain of Youth and the Florida Derby down at Gulfstream Park in his two starts this year. He looked great doing it. In, in his uh, Fountain of Youth, he, he blew doors off. And then his, his Florida Derby, he only won by a little bit, but it was, it was a real impressive race because Mage came in and looped him, passed him, and then as soon as that horse passed him, he, he got back into the bit. He accelerated. And by the, it didn't look like he was going to win at the top of the stretch. And by the time they crossed the wire, he was you know, under a gallop and, and the stranglehold. I mean, his jockey was standing up on him. He went by by a length. It was super impressive. So, like, he's a deserving favorite. He's, he's an excellent animal. But there's just so much talent across the board in this year. I, I mean, you seriously, you throw a dart, you're not going to be bad off. Um, I, you know, I, could, I could give you ten horses here. I'll tell you who I like the most is the horse in confidence game for Keith Sormo. He's a real nice runner. He's coming off, like, a ten-week layoff because he, he qualified by winning the Rebel Stakes at Oaklawn. And it, it took a lot out of him. He came out of that race. He was real tired. And it took him a little bit to get back into it. So Keith opted not to race him and just trained him into the Derby. And that was validated by his most recent work last weekend. He worked like a complete monster. It was the fastest work of the day. He was just gliding over the racetrack. And so Keith's on cloud nine. That horse is 20 to one on the morning line. But uh, he, he, he's as live as any of the other runners in here. But you just got, you got a crazy, crazy field. Mike, Brent Holverson with Heaven Hill here. How are you, man? I'm uh, doing great, man. Thanks for having me out. Sorry I couldn't get to you guys earlier. I'm, I'm in the grandstand. There's about 150,000 people here, and I'm walking around. We went off the air as soon as the stakes races start, so I'm, I'm in a box with my brother, so it was hard to get reception, but I, I finally found a spot. Well, we appreciate you joining us here. Hey, I wanted to ask you. I just got a little – I got a text. I got, I got some inside people over there. Anything happened to Forte? I, there was a little rumor he took a bad step in training yesterday. And I, I'm a big Forte fan, as you spoke of here earlier. But I just saw this. And, again, you know, it's all rumor. But have you heard anything down there at the track? Well, it's not a rumor. He didn't take a bad step. He just kind of stumbled in his gallop. And so he wasn't, it wasn't a work. Like, when we say a horse works, that means that they're really, you know, putting some gas down and they're trying to get fit and trying to get fast. And it's, you know, a display of what they're capable of. A gallop is just like a jog, right? They just kind of go around the racetrack. It's just this just to kind of stay, stay fit. And, they, you know, they gallop or jog, you know, just, just about every single day. A horse goes to the track. Sometimes they'll just walk. But it was a very routine gallop. And he just stumbled a little bit. And there's really not much to be made of it. 
Um, I oh, don't well, think I'm glad you. Could... Yeah, I don't think the horse is any worse for the wear. I wouldn't let. Let's put it this way: if you like Forte and you're going to bet him, you know he's going to be probably four to one come post time. He's going to be for a favorite. You know, you bet two bucks, you're going to get ten back. You can add your own zeros. It, I wouldn't talk myself off of him just because of that little that little stumble in a workout. I wasn't like there's anything wrong with him. Well, great. No, and again, I heard that, so I knew you're there, and you got the knowledge. Just uh, it was a little bit that, uh, enough for me to bring it up and ask. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. No problem. It is uh, Michael Joyce of FanDuel TV, the racing host, the analyst, and reporter. By the way, Michael, you live in Orange County in Southern California, and one of our great listeners is Jim McCann, who I believe lives about two miles from you. He had mentioned that he's a huge horse racing fan, and he is a big fan of yours. So I wanted to give Jim a shout-out, who is listening online from Orange County, California, about two miles from where you live. I thought that was pretty cool, and he's a big fan of yours, and I wanted to make sure that you did know that. And I also wanted to continue with this. You mentioned that you could throw a dart at this field and be okay. Um, How good is this field compared to what we have seen in recent history at the Kentucky Derby? So as far as stacking up to other crops of three-year-olds, good. Not great. It's not like a – I don't think anyone's expecting crazy Hall of Famers, but that's the beauty of the Derby, right? These are developing three-year-olds. We really don't know what they are until until tomorrow, right? And then that's kind of the first indication of, hey, we got some stars in the making because usually the Derby winner goes on to become a real nice horse. And the horses that are on the Triple Crown path, after after tomorrow, they either five fall by the wayside and become an average, you know, just – kind of uh, lunch bucket, blue-collar horse, or they become, you know, a grade one animal that's, you know, running for big stakes money. So that, that's the beauty of the Derby. I think this year, I, like, I think it's a good crop because at the top there's some talent and then there's not a lot of separation between one and, and 20, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's a case to be made for almost every runner in the field this year. So there's some parity, which I think makes it really exciting. I mean, you're going to have – let's put it this way. There's an argument to be made that a horse named Reincarnate is the fastest horse in the field, at least in like the first quarter mile or half mile. That fastest horse in the field is going to be ridden by John Velasquez, who's won four derbies. Well, three if you don't count Medina Spirit, but he's crossed the wire four times in the derby first. He's a Hall of Famer. He has the record for earnings for a jockey in the, in the entire history of the sport. So you have the best jockey ever on the fastest horse in the derby, and that horse is 50-1 to one on the morning line. So that gives you an idea of just how much, how much of a case you can make up and down the line for every single runner. Wasn't that the same horse? That was a Bob. That was a Bob Baffert horse at some point in time, right? Yeah, I was trained by Baffert, and then he's you know under suspension from Churchill Downs. He's not allowed to run in the Derby. Right. So when they look like Derby contenders, and they're going to start running in the points races to qualify, and then they they move to other barns. So Tim Yakteen is a trainer, and it would be a big win for Tim Yakteen. His horse practical move that won the Sanita Derby. That was always his horse. It was never in the Baffert barn. Had to scratch because of an untimely temperature. I don't even think you could call it a fever. It's like when your kid spikes a ninety-nine degree temperature and you're like i don't know if i should send them to school but they're so careful they take such good care of these horses that they start them on antibiotics and they say they don't mess around so the horse is probably fine today but since he went on antibiotics yesterday you can't have antibiotics in your system to run um so you know he'll be fine but to have to scratch out of the derby for a trainer like tim yaxine is awful so for him for him to have reincarnate as you know his 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 second choice going poster it would mean a lot for him to win because it's not like he's paper training for Baffert. The, the, the horse has moved into his barn. He's managing the horse. He's overseeing the works. He's training. He's making all the decisions. So it is a Tim Yakin trained horse. That's awesome. He has spent his entire professional career in horse racing. It is Michael Joyce with us, a FanDuel TV racing host, analyst, and reporter via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. So uh, the folks here in Indy, Michael, want to know what, what's your pick? What do you got here coming up tomorrow? What are your thoughts? 
Okay, write this down, everyone, because the beauty okay, of it is you can, bet, it. you can you can bet on the Derby through the FanDuel Sportsbook app, and you don't even need a separate account. This is the first year that there, we're the only sportsbook, and the, it's the first year that a sportsbook app has ever had horse racing in it. So in years past, you would have to go to you know a TVG or a, or another ADW specifically for horse racing to bet. But you can bet on your FanDuel Sportsbook app. There's a $20 no sweat bet, even if you're an account holder. So you can bet the Derby for free, basically. If you bet for 20 bucks, and he doesn't win, you get that money back. So... This is what I'm going to tell you. Confidence game, 20 to 1 morning line. You're going to get close to that come post time, right? I'm not going to discount Forte. He's a favorite. He should be close to 4 to 1. He's a really nice horse. The other one I'm going to tell you, Derma Sotagake. He's from Japan. There's two horses in this field from Japan. Both of them are live. Derma Sotagake won a prep race in Dubai. And people are fading him a little bit because no horse has won from Japan and no horse has won who prepped in Dubai for the Kentucky Derby. But these are trends that are just going to end someday. Japan has the best racehorses in the world right now, and it's, it's by a considerable margin. They show up on all the big days, whether it's in Saudi Arabia, Dubai, the U.S., you name it, and they win all the biggest races. It's pretty impressive what they've done with their, with their breed and their program over the last 20 to 30 years. Uh, the other one is named Mandarin Hero. Now, Mandarin Hero finished second in the Santa Anita Derby. Both practical move, the winner of the Santa Anita Derby, and then a horse named Skinner, who was third in that race, spiked temperatures and had to scratch. So he's the only horse representing California. And California's had a great record in the Derby. So I would throw Mandarin Hero in there as well. Uh, and then the last one I'll give you is Angel of Empire. You can bet them however you want. If I'm going to say straight win bet, it's confidence game the whole way. Um, but if I'm playing exotics, if you're going to play an exacta or a trifecta, I would throw all those horses in there. It's, it's one of the best days of wagering on the year. And I would try to get live to as many horses as you can in the Derby. Well, that's awesome right there. Michael Joyce, FanDuel TV. You can check him out. Racing host, analyst, and reporter. Hey, Michael, I really do appreciate you. I know you're out there in the grandstand and you know, got all those people around you giving us a call because I literally know zero about it, and you just far educated our audience out there to the point where they need to be far more than I ever could. So thank you very much for hopping on here on this Friday. Hey, and you don't got to listen to me. You know, like, open up the, the FanDuel Sportsbook app, bet your favorite name, bet your favorite color, bet something. Just get a little action on it and see why this is the best game in the world, man. You got it. Michael, thank you very much. Enjoy it tomorrow. Enjoy the weekend down in Louisville. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, Michael Joyce of FanDuel TV, the racing host, analyst, and reporter. Um, I don't know if we could have found anybody that knew more than that dude did right there. Dialed in. That's My awesome. God. I love that. I had no idea what he was talking about. I love that. I, kinda, I, I was I, going, wait a minute. I feel a little bit better because I had this Forte thing. I really like this Forte horse. Yeah. And then he kind of just eased my mind about it. Just go ahead and bet him, right? So that's my. I'm going back to my original. I had. I, I, I was well prepped for this interview. I basically started out saying, uh, joining us now, Michael Joyce. Hey, Michael, what about these horses? That was my lead. <laughs> <laughs> what about these horses? Hey, you did good. I, yeah, I was well, really impressed good. by oh, your, yeah. uh, by your well, intro. What about these knowledge? horses, Michael? What do you think? <laughs> what about these four-legged animals here? So do you not you bet think? the Derby at all, John? Huh? You not bet the Derby? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. I haven't. Should I? Yeah, I absolutely. Wow. You can't win if you don't bet. That's true. That is very true right there. Wow. Maybe I should. I'm going to go by what you have. Brent's going to uh, go over his coming up a little bit later on, too. Wells, top of the hour. Joel A. Erickson, the star, was out at Colts practice today with the rookies. I want to get the lowdown on that bottom of the four levels here in the 5 o'clock hour. It is La Hacienda, northeast side, near Geis, Lawrence, Fox Road. Oh, the food is spectacular. 10% off. Get over here and eat with 10% off the food that they're serving to you while we're here. And, of course, 
course, Luna Azul Tequila with all of these drinks featuring the margarita. And the samples from Brent Halverson are already flowing, and the Smiley Bros are really happy about that so far. Is Dave coming? Any Dave sighting? Is he I, mad? You know, Smiley actually called in the JMV takeover last Saturday night. Disguise. Did he try to disguise his voice? (laughs) (laughs) And then Sean said, that was just Smiley calling. He called and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you play that uh, 38 special song that goes? That's awesome. That's awesome. I talked to him this morning. He was uh, he was yeah. giving a little Lunazul love today I'm, on the I'm show. Telling you, they, were, better. they were sipping some tequila bright and early today. He better, no That's doubt it. about that. It's it. Cinco de Mayo. We're at La Hacienda, Fox Road, Northeast Side, 93.5107. Find the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Get him a body bag! Yeah! <laughs> 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. I'm near Geist. <laughs> Smiley bros in the house, everybody. Oh, I know. I don't want to. I don't want to lump you in with them. <laughs> Kyle Udemark is here. Eddie Garrison is here as well. It's like uh, James is feeling bad because James may be the only producer back in the uh, station right now. James may be the only person in the station right now too, as well. But we're live on Cinco de Mayo with Heaven Hill Distillery, Luna Azul Tequila, at La Hacienda. Looking for you, ten percent off the food while we're here until six o'clock, and the free samples are flowing. You know how we do free samples too, right? It's not like oh, here's a little thimble full of whatever. I mean, it's it's uh, it's healthy. It's a healthy sample, if you will. Uh, but uh, Brent's got those for you here. Brent rejoins in a second. Joel A. Erickson of the Star. Day number one of Anthony Richardson in practice with the rookies today. Nick Foles released by the Colts today. Joel, bottom of the hour. Lovell's coming at you in the 5 o'clock hour. But on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline, and I will have to apologize to our next guest from ESPN Radio as Mike Wells joins us. There is no Mike Wells slow jam reentry because I'm on the road today. But, Mike, as I bring you in, I will tell you this. We've got a couple of fantastic outings coming up. Are you ready? You know what I'm talking no, about? No, uh, no, uh, no. Actually, maybe even three, but I know two for sure. So, one, from what I've heard, and Dion's going to be here in a bit, I believe we're, we're going to have a spot with them at LL Cool J at Gamebridge Fieldhouse, of course. That's LL Cool J and and Rakim and a host of others at Gamebridge Fieldhouse. Um, our friend DJ Gino is putting on in June a kind of a fresh fest, old school festival at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum with Rakim and others up there that we will be a part of. So those are two. And what? I was assuming this because you didn't you didn't show up back in September, but we have Jodeci, Drew Hill, and SWV at TCU Amphitheater coming up later on this summer. So I've got a triple threat for us here to go to this summer, as long as you're down with it. Hell yeah, I'm down for that. Oh, my. Hey, I'm showing up at LL, sporting a Kango up in that bad boy with a swing. You better, man. Uh, 
with, with a suede uh, jumpsuit on. You know, the, the news you just dropped lets me forget that we did not have a slow jam reentry today. That overshot. I'm glad. I felt bad about that, too. I felt bad, but I thought that 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 would cure any kind of hostility you may have because of the lack of a slow jam reentry. But now uh, those those are three right there, right up our our alley. I actually saw Amp and and Dion last night, and we were kind of talking about some of those shows. But I go back with LL to 1987, 1987 and a, what they called then a fresh fest. I think it was in November, maybe it was earlier, but I thought it was in November at then Market Square Arena and it was Run DMC, LL, Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew, Eric B and Rakim, Public Enemy and Houdini. So we get there, can you, we all roll up from Greene County, right? And we get there and it says on the door, Run DMC will not be performing tonight. And while we were bummed because that's when Raised in Hell was huge, LL Cool J put on, he, he did I'm Bad and I Need Love and, you know, radio and all that stuff from the late 80s. He was incredible, but no, it introduced me to two of my all-time favorites, Eric B. and Rakim, and more Rakim than Eric B., but Public Enemy for the first time. And while it was, a, you know, it was kind of, you, you saw Public Enemy for the first time, and you're from Greene County, and you kind of, wait, what's happening here? But man, it was awesome. Chuck D. was in rare form, and so was Flavor Flav. So I'm going to kind of relive those memories of 1987 at a Fresh Fest with all that is going on because these are three badass shows for sure. Listen, all, hey, listen, P- Public Enema. Hey, pu- pu- uh, pu- remember what movie that was, Public Enema? They're playing that Public Enema <laughs> next door. What movie was that? Yeah, oh, that was a Boomerang. No, House Party, House Party. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. because same guy, same guy, yeah. but yeah, Boomerang. House Party. Yeah, they're having a house party, yeah. Yes, you do have some nice ones. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hey, you're giving out free tequila. Where the hell is Hagen at today? That's a good question. I don't know. That is a hell of a question. I was ready to send him a text and saying, hey, we're, you know, here and getting ready to have a great show for Cinco de Mayo, and I fell asleep under a tree across the street for about an hour and a half and forgot and then woke up in time to come over here. So I I forgot to get a hold of him. He may not be happy. Oh, you know, that means he's going to go dark on you for like six weeks. Because, you know, he's going to be butthurt that you didn't reach out, man. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, we got some goodwill. He's done some crap to me here with this whole stealthing out stuff where – uh, he has to kind of look in the mirror a little bit and say, okay, I do kind of owe you a couple here. So I think I think we will be okay. I, we haven't talked because last week and at this time last week we were talking to Anthony Richardson on this show. Um, I thought he was great on the show. Now, you, you would expect, you know, anybody that just drafted that high as a quarterback, any quarterback in the NFL to be great. But I thought he was he is humble. He was enjoyable. It was a, a really fascinating seven or eight minutes with him before he met with Jim Ursay, but what'd you think about the direction they went with Anthony Richardson? Was that something draft wise that satisfied you? You know, I, I, it, what I liked is I liked that Chris Ballard swung for the fences because the, the, the conservative approach that he's taken in recent years, you know, from 
you know, saying, okay, Jacoby Brissett, and then guys that were over the hill, basically guys who didn't, who whose previous teams didn't want them anymore. He, he thought they had something left in the tank. Basically, what Chris Ballard said, two p, two peas in a bucket, effort, and decided to swing for it. Yeah. And and what with Anthony Richardson? And I, I got to tell you though, when 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 news of the trade with the um um uh, uh, guy with the uh, Arizona Cardinals broke. Yeah, I was like, oh boy, somebody's gonna leapfrog him and take Anthony Richardson, because Stephen Holder was all over. He kept he kept saying Richardson, despite what the national folks were saying about Will Levis, and yep. that would that would essentially have screwed the Colts over. Could you imagine me and Chris Ballard having to talk to your boss, aka Jim Irsay, and say, I messed this up by saying put at number four, and we didn't get the quarterback we truly truly wanted. Yeah, I, I, I wonder, too. I, I kind of put this out there. I kind of wondered how much, you know, initially they had to kind of talk him in into that. And just because of the age and the inexperience. But the one thing that we did know, and especially after, Mike, that Philly game last year, that was a near-miss loss for the Colts, and Jalen Hurts did what he did. It was that moment after the game where Jim Irsay kind of realized and certainly vocalized you know, the level of importance is to have a multi-threat quarterback like Jalen Hurts. So it's interesting that now the head coach is Shane Steichen, and he had the loudest voice in that room to bring in Anthony Richardson. And that basically was a diagram that Jim Mercer talked about after that Philly loss going back to last November. Yeah. Now, are you buying the notion of when Irsay said if they had the number one overall pick, they would have taken Anthony Richardson? Are you, are you, are you taking it to that extreme? Or is that just um, Irsay, me and, me and I I would not put it past him. The outlier to me is young. The outlier to me is young, but I I never got the impression, Mike, that they had much interest at all in Stroud. I mean, I did, yeah. others did, but from what I had heard, it didn't sound like that they had a great deal of interest in Stroud. So, you know what? To a degree, Mike, I do buy that. I do buy that they may have gone gone that direction. Now, again, the outlier is young with me, but I just don't think they had a great deal of interest at all in Stroud. Yeah, well, you know, it'll, um, you know, the question I keep getting from people now, especially my students, they were asking, would you start them from day one? Would you throw them in, would you throw them in a fire from day one? And as I put it, if he earns your job and – even if he's even with Gardner Minshew, going in at the end of training camp or the end of the preseason, I'm going with Anthony Richardson because you got to put you got to put him in a fire and just see whatever happens and go with whatever happens happens. If, if he struggles and you continue to lose, you get another high draft pick. Um, I mean, I think the um, the Colts in a position where you know what you know, and you've talked you you've been you've been driving the bus like this that Chris Ballard. Has several yeah. more years with the addition of Anthony Richardson. So, um, if you stink, you stink. You get another high draft pick to add another piece next year. Yeah, and I think that that Chris kind of laid that groundwork when he said, "Hey, don't expect this guy to be Superman right out of the gate. It's going to take some time." But even with that, and as much as I enjoy Gardner Minshew conversationally, he's like that Mike, that insurance policy that you're glad that you have, but you really. 
don't know too much about it because either A, you haven't used it, and certainly you don't want to use it, B, I think that's Gardner Minshew to me. If you have a, a then, at the start of the season, 21-year-old quarterback you're trying to work in, he would have to be, and I think that's, that's what would bum me out more than anything. For him not to start in week one, think about how far off the pace he would have to be. And I really don't want to hear that. I don't think anybody really wants to hear that. I think if he starts, you know, that means that you feel good about where he is time-wise on the schedule of uh, both adaptation and and certainly uh, maturity, evolution. I think that's what you want, and I think that's what they're looking for. And I think it would take a lot for him not to be good to go and start in week number one. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm thinking right now in May. Listen, I, I hope the kid's starting. I hope I hope he's starting because uh, that means, you know, A, they they believe in him, and uh, B, they're just going to say, you know, screw it. We'll roll him out, and whatever comes about in the season, comes about in the season. So I hope he's out there as the uh, as the starter. Did you like the rest of the draft? Um, I did in terms of what they addressed. I, like others, instead of the consistent trading back, to where the belief is some of these dudes are going to get cut and not make the team. And I know that you're kind of throwing darts at a dartboard to see what you can come up with. But wouldn't you rather see if you could put something together and then move up and get somebody that you could count on a little bit more where they're drafted has a little bit ready made of uh, an NFL possibility than just swinging at multi fifth round picks and Again, how many of these guys are going to make the team? If, if you were a betting person right now, who would you bet of this rookie class? And I'm not talking about the undrafted free agents, but of the rookie drafted class, are, are there – how many are there that are absolute outside of Anthony Richardson? How many are absolute? Holy cow. Downs, man, the wide receiver, Brents, yeah. the corner. But after that, I mean, are, are, do you have absolutes there? Probably not, do you? No, no, oh no, and, and you know that's the thing. I mean, I know Ballers. You know his 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 stick is he loves his draft picks, but you're going back and back and back, and those guys, like you said, like you alluded to, those guys that are selected in later rounds, the, the percentage of them sticking around on on, on the uh, making a roster decreases the further back in the draft you go. So it'll 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 be um interesting how this all pans out and stuff on uh, which guys or at some point is Ballard gonna say, you know what? Let's let's stop trading back and say where we're at or to be more aggressive and try to move up um to, to be able to put a more competitive roster on the field. And by the way, when does the NFL schedule get released? What's there about what? When does the NFL schedule get released? Uh, what is that? A couple of weeks I think. Something like that I believe. I always, always thought it was uh, in April, man. Uh, but maybe, maybe old age is playing. Tickets. I thought I thought it was coming up here in a couple of weeks. I could be wrong. Yeah, so I I can't wait to see whether where you know how tough the season going to be, how tough the schedule will be to open the season. Uh, then we can really start about Anthony Anthony Richardson being out there. I um again I didn't mind Mike the draft, just because I mean at least they addressed what needed to be addressed it's just kind of the way you go about it sometimes and the the consistency of trading back sometimes that gets a little bit old you know what i mean yeah no i i'm i'm, I'm a completely on board with you on that one 
the whole uh, back, 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 back uh, situation. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when you look at when you look at the, the guys, the, the twelve guys that pick outs, let's take let's take Downs and Richardson out, out of the mix. Which guy? Which guy do you think? Okay, could be a guy that can come in and contribute. Could be a guy that could you know potentially be a week one starter. Well, I mean, I certainly would go with Brent's the kid from Warren Central because they have such a desperate need in that secondary. And knowing what Gus Bradley seems to like as far as, you know, the secondary is concerned, you know, liking these these bigger guys, even though in, in this case he's not the fastest guy, that's kind of it. Uh, May the 12th um, is what uh, somebody has told me about that schedule, by the way, too. So and, okay. and it was also an agreement that trading back constantly like that sucks. So that's true. So May the 12th, yeah, it says right here, Adam Schefter reported the NFL is targeting next Thursday, May the 11th, as a date to release the 2023 NFL draft. So somewhere in the neighborhood of next week. So that's kind of what we thought. Yeah, so good. Well, something good to talk about uh, breaking breaking on the schedule off of things. So the draft's done. The harder free agency is complete. Yeah. Can this team even get close to 500? I, um, I don't think so. I don't think they can be certainly as bad as what they were a year ago. But, yeah, near 500 seems like, even with the type of schedule that they, they're going to have, I can't imagine it. I do hope this, though, Mike, and I've kind of compared the two. I hope that it ends up for the fans here like the Pacers did because the Pacers did not heap the expectations on, as we know. And then when they started winning in December and everybody got excited, it was kind of a, a boost. It was a juice for an organization of the Pacers at that time that needed it. And we're in the midst of a similar situation with the Colts right now, an organization that needs that type of juice. So that's what you look for. You know, maybe a game or two where you didn't think you were going to win and you do. And you're you're more competitive than people think right now, because as you mentioned at the top, and I've talked about, Bowler's going to be here for three years. He's going to be here for three years to see where the whole Anthony Richardson thing is, you know, in that third year and where they're going from there. So he's going to be the guy. So there's, you know, unless this is an absolute disaster, he's going nowhere. So why not give the fans a reason? to wonder, hey, maybe this team's ahead of schedule because that's exactly what we thought with the Pacers in December. Now, you know, once Halliburton got injured, that certainly faded away, but the interest did maintain, and then when you look at it in terms of, you know, the Pacers getting it right and being on the right track, that's how the Pacer fans felt, and I think it's important for Colts fans to feel in a similar fashion. Yeah, no, I would I would, I would you know, Ideally, I'm sure Colts fans will love for the um, team to come out and start off with a strong start. But the worst thing that could happen is they get off to a quick start and they fizzle out. Yeah. If they can just sprinkle sprinkle in some wins throughout, it, it would be good. Don't come off slow when you start off 0-4 or 0-5, and, then, all, and then, then you pick it up because by then, fans are going to be upset. Then they, oh, here we go again, but – you know, lose one or two in a row and pick up a couple wins just just to keep the interest in it. They they you know that that's how that's how far this franchise has fallen is that you got to hope to keep the interest in the fan base. You got to you can't sit here and 
and, and, go, and go on a streak and have a bunch of duds because people, yeah, yeah. I'm, pre- I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty turned off right now. Well, they've been yanked through it. I mean, they've been promised a lot of crap that has not nearly come true, not nearly come to fruition. So let, let, let's face it. I mean, this, this fan base is owed a lot. It is owed a lot. And all this, well, you know, they're spoiled. Yeah, my ass, they're spoiled. I, the older generational fans out there aren't spoiled because, you know, I remember being here, you know, up until that 95 season when it was at times can be a significant struggle. And the organization, you know, had that struggle. So there's, there's no being spoiled. And, and this fan base has been promised a lot and there's been a lack of delivering. So, you know, having a season you know, in bits and pieces, Mike, to where you kind of outgrow your expectations a little, even if it's not legitimate enough to win a division or to be 500 or make the postseason, I think that is okay. And that's not a defeatist attitude. That's the realist attitude also with trying to generate interest that clearly by the end of last year had completely faded away to nothing. Yeah. Um, in, in, in agreement, 100, 100% what you said, but man, it, it just, just, just think, just think about it. I mean, it, this has been the case nonstop since, you know, outside of the 2020 season where nobody ever met yeah. Philip Rivers officially since August 25th, 2019. That's, that's where it is. We're going on four years of yeah. hoping that the Colts can turn its corner and give and give hope and optimism. Four years of it, Jay. That is, that's embarrassing. That's that's the only way to put it. And I, it, it doesn't help. I know Jim Irsay is a prideful owner who loves his team, but it doesn't help when the owner is outspoken and with with his with his expectations. You can believe in the stuff, but when you publicly say it, it puts pressure on everybody in that building. Well, and you can't promise and then not deliver on anything. I mean, you can't constantly promise. And, you know, you talk about all the time, the multiple Lombardi's quote and, you know, the all chips in. And people have suggested he meant something different. You know what? It doesn't matter because all chips in around here was interpreted by the fan base as you putting all your chips on the table to stink and win something. And all these promises... You know, and all these, you know, pumping your fist about this is what we're going to do. They didn't just fall short. They fell flat. So that's why I mentioned this fan base is is owed a great deal. I mean, Chris Ballard's right there, too. I mean, Chris Ballard, Jeff Saturday had won two more games. Chris Ballard's probably not here, and Jeff Saturday's still the head coach. So, I mean, not a lot of guys go through six years of of winning one playoff game and still being able to direct. So, I mean, this – yeah, I, I would agree. Show signs, that's okay. Nobody's expecting them to win the division. Nobody's expecting them to make the postseason. But show some signs of growth. And then furthermore, hopefully you see Anthony Richardson, beyond a shadow of a doubt, is legit and was the right selection right there. All the hype around him is real. That's what you got to hope. Or in this case, if you're the Colts right now, Mike, that's what they need to be believing. Yeah, it's it's crazy that um, three of the four uh, actually Will Evans was second round pick, but three of the first four quarterbacks taken will be in the, in the AFC South next season. I love it. I hope it works out to something. I hope it's not something when we're talking about hey, it's still the AFC South and it sucks. You know, 
I'll but works out because <laughs> that'd be fun. <laughs> I, I love the, the Levis thing is great because there is nobody out there that I think would be more of a portrait of taking that slight and that embarrassment last Thursday night and doing something with it, especially within the Colts division, the Colts being a team that passed on him. And really, if you want to put it this way, the Texans being a team that passed on him. And that's, that's tremendous when you think about it. So hopefully all this works out to where you know, this AFC South is a rebirth of sorts all the way around for the foreseeable future. Oh, that would be, hey, be a thing of beauty, that'd be a thing of beauty if the AFC South to rebound. Because obviously, we, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the cream of, uh, of yeah. the uh, crop right now down there in Jacksonville. What, um, what's Morgan Laney doing this weekend? They're uh, playing in Lafayette. Okay. Are you going up there? Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, they're playing in Lafayette at 9 and 10. Blake Thomas, Ron Colley, has service hours, so he's doing Gleaner's Food Bank. And um, oddly enough, at Gleaner's Food Bank, if you're under 18, you have to bring a chaperone or a parent. So uh, he and I both are going to be working at Gleaner's Food Bank tomorrow morning from 8.30 until 12.30. So I'm going with Blake, and Christy is is going to go up and probably gouge her eyes out at some of the hoop she's going to watch in Lafayette coming up tomorrow morning. 7 until 10 a.m. I don't know where at in Lafayette. I don't know if it's near Purdue. I don't know where the hell it is, but it's somewhere up in Lafayette tomorrow morning. Uh, and I am going to be – and I, listen, I, I did with Blake Gleaner's Food Bank last month, the uh, Easter weekend, um, and I'm glad I'm doing it Gideon, too. I'm glad he's doing it. There is nothing more gratifying. It was an awesome experience. It was the first time I did it, and I did it again because he, you know, you know he has to, you know, come up with service hours, and he wanted that to benefit Gleaner's, and I thought that that was pretty special, pretty cool of him. But um, it, is, it is an awesome experience. I would invite anybody out there, if you have the time and the inclination, uh, to uh, grab your kid and, you know, do some of those service hours on a Saturday morning out on the west side of Gleaner's Food Bank. It's pretty cool. Hey, that's a, that's a great thing you guys are doing. I know you, I know you, you want to see your girl Laney and stuff play, but that, yeah. that, that what you guys are doing is, um, you know, uh, e- e- even, even more important. So props to you and Blake on that. Is my girl, I think is I my saw girl enough of it at Warren Central last week. I don't know how much more I need. I don't know if I can do back-to-back. I think it's okay. <laughs> uh, uh, hey, okay. Is my girl Lainey getting more playing time on this team than she, she is? She, she okay. is. She is. So, yeah. It's uh, much better than Coach Perm. So, yes. <laughs> All right. But, hey, well, you, you, hey, you have a great weekend, man. Um, and I will uh, – you guys enjoy yourself tomorrow morning at, um, hey, you know, with your, with your volunteer stuff. I will. Tell my girl Layla that we miss her, and we'll see her again soon. And uh, next remote, you got to come out. But remember, uh, LL Cool J, among others, Gambridge Fieldhouse, Rakim, MC Light, among others, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, and uh, Drew Hill, Jodeci, and SWV at TCU Amphitheater. Three shows we're going to this summer. Be ready. All right, brother, I'm ready. I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you next week. It's uh, Mike Wells of ESPN Radio, friend of his show on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Podline. Seriously, um, the, the Gleaners Food Bank that we did a month ago, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I mean, it was four hours at a quick pace, and, man, they need your help. 
They need volunteers. And I was never so happy to do something. Plus, I mean, it's just cool. I like, you know, Blake and I are best friends. So this is just kind of another layer. We're kind of working as a team and doing stuff. It was really cool. So I'd like to go see Laney tomorrow in Lafayette, wherever the hell that is. But I'm going to go be uh, go to Gleaners and uh, do some work tomorrow morning with Blake. And I am uh, in, incredibly happy to do just that. And thanks to the folks at Gleaners for allowing us to come out there tomorrow and do that. And if you're thinking about that as well, right, if you want to put something together and volunteer with uh, yourself and you know, maybe your, your son or your daughter, uh, they always have availability for you to help. Uh, this is Cinco de Mayo. We're at La Hacienda. We're on the northeast side near Geist, Fox Road, Lawrence. Luna Zul Tequila brings us to you. Brent Halverson's going to rejoin. Joel A. Erickson was out at Colts practice today. The debut of Anthony Richardson, among other Colts rookies, and the release of Nick Foles. Joel on the other side, level 5 o'clock hour. Brent rejoins for the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby, and his picks coming up tomorrow as well. 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Are you kidding? 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back. His Cinco de Mayo celebration going on at La Hacienda, Fox Road, Geist. Hey, yes, shout it out here. Let's do that. 10% off the menu items while we're here until 6. Luna Azul tequila is flowing with the samples from Brent Halverson. Joy Erickson in the second. I'm going to be rejoined by Brent Halverson, too. If you hear in the background, Brian Adams. This is the song Somebody, one of the hits off of his 85 album, Reckless, one of the great albums of the 1980s. And Brian Adams, of course, the headliner for the upcoming May the 26th Carb Day 2023 concert, Brian Adams and Soul Asylum. Tickets available, IMS.com. I'm telling you, the JMV guarantee is that that will be a hellaciously awesome show. You'll thank me later for telling you to go see Brian Adams. Because you'll hear songs, you go, oh, yeah, that one. Probably just like that, somebody. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, Reckless is one hell of an album. But Brian Adams headlines, Brian Adams' Soul Asylum, May the 26th at an IMS. IMS.com for your tickets. In fact, this is going to be the first time and I've been through many doing shows in Pagoda Plaza with all your drunk asses out there, which is always outstanding. Uh, many carb days, and I've never actually taken some time off the show to go watch. Not even for the 100th when Journey was playing in front of 75,000 fans over there. Of course, I did go backstage with Neil Sean before the show, but I did not go over there before the end of the show. I am going to this time. Because I've never seen Brian Adams. i got to put that on the resume. And that is going to be your Carb Day concert, May the 26th. Again, IMS, IMS.com to get your tickets today. And speaking of which, the JMV show, Brown County Music Center, September the 16th. Warrant, Lita Ford, Bullet Boys. You hear a song from one of those three. That's your cue to call. Number nine is going to win tickets to that show, the JMV show, down at the Brown County Music Center coming up September the 16th, your chance to win. 
That is on the way in the 5 o'clock hour. Brent Halverson rejoins in a second, but on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. The news today that's not surprising, Nick Foles was released by the Colts. The bigger news is the rookies were out working out for a first time, and for the first time with the Colts, the uh, people that cover this team on the reg got a look-see at quarterback, the 20-year-old Anthony Richardson. Joe A. Erickson of the Star, one of those, and he joins us now the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I, I, you know, I hesitate to say, all right, so how did he look? So you just fair a guess on what you thought you saw during this first practice with the rookies out there today, Joel. Well, it's, it's the, the hard part is it's not a lot. I mean, it's, it's first of all, it's all rookies out there. There's no veterans. They're just running basic stuff. Um, you kind of saw what you'd expect. I think the big takeaway is just Josh Downs and the way he catches everything. Um, you know, for a guy who's, who's small and you wouldn't think of as necessarily having a big catch radius, he made one catch in 11 on 11 on a throw kind of away from him, from from Richardson that was just really kind of arresting just with the hands. Um, but it's, it is hard with a lot of stuff. I mean, Richardson was kind of as advertised. There were some misses. There's a lot of hits. He's got a lot of arm strength, big guy, like just kind of what you expected to see. Um, but just not a ton of action either in terms of, having a lot lot to go on. Yeah, and this is going to be kind of a baby steps process here. I mean, you just kind of take, I guess, what you can get. But I mentioned this, Joel, before I brought you on here. I, I can't remember a time when there was a rookie debut. And even going back to, to really Andrew Luck, and I'm assuming there are a lot of things playing to that, including the fact that everybody knew that he was absolutely the one right there. But I can't remember a time when there was so much interest in seeing a rookie's debut at a workout like you witnessed a little bit earlier today. Yeah, well, we we, we kind of all knew that was coming. And then the other thing is just, you know, what this franchise has been through a quarterback since Andrew retired. Um, and I think, you know, just this is, this is Jim Irsay said it last weekend. Like his development is means so much to this franchise's future. Everybody knows that, um, and I think that that's probably going to be the case for a long time now. It's everything Anthony Richardson does. We're going to watch. We're going to pay attention to, and, and we're going to see how this how this guy grows uh, into an NFL career. So Joy Erickson of the Star, he's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. Are you okay with the way, and I had not really a problem whatsoever in terms of what Chris Ballard and company did in the draft, but are you a fan of consistent trading back? Would you like to see maybe a time where you put something together and try to trade up? Because I would. Where do you lie as far as an opinion on on the tact in which Chris ends up taking, and in this case this year, once again, trading back and getting multi after multi fifth rounders as he did. I thought this year they. I thought this year it makes a lot a lot of sense to trade trade back the way they did. They it, like I, I put together a depth chart of who was on the fifty three before the uh, before the draft, and there, there were several spots that just kind of jumped out as there just wasn't a lot of depth there. They had to add a lot of players at a lot of spots. Um, they've, when they've traded up for in the past, you know, they traded up for Jonathan Taylor, traded up for Nick Cross. Um, so they'll, they'll do it sometimes. But I, I did think that this draft, given the way the roster was, given the lack of depth on the roster, this draft was calling for trading down. The one spot that I might, might have traded up this year, uh, I, it would have been tough for me to sit there at three or sit there during the three. Well, you know, Arizona's trying to trade the pick, uh, 
right. and and wait to see if my guy got to me. That I, I probably would have pulled the trigger on whatever Arizona wanted just to make sure, especially after Stroud came off the board. You think number one overall, the Colts would have chosen Anthony Richardson? It's. I mean, that's. It. It sounds like it from everything they've said, but they're also not going to tell yeah. us if. <laughs> they're also not going to tell us if they really decided they like Bryce. No doubt. Yeah. You no. Know, yeah. This is just an opinion piece right it. here. I will tell you this, Joel. Um, I thought the only outlier in that would have been maybe some interest in Young, but from what I gathered, they didn't have any interest in Stroud. And obviously, the the interest in in Levis, you know, faded once if they did have some, but once um, Shane Steichen got in the building as the head coach. And I like this, Joel, that that Shane Steichen had, at least according to what I heard, the overwhelming voice between the decision makers on where he wanted to go with the quarterback. And I think that is the biggest reason why that quarterback moving forward is Anthony Richardson. Well, I think I think it 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 probably it sounds like to me that it came down to you know both Ballard and Steichen came to the same decision independently in terms of and kind of enjoying. I, I heard where Ballard had said, you know, um, you know, two weeks into into Steichen being here, he called him his office and said, hey, we can really do something with this guy. Um, but but he's also the kind of quarterback prospect that fits what Ballard likes in draft prospects, you know. He's got the traits. There's a lot of stuff you can see what he might be able to be in the future. And 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 then on top of that, Ballard has, Ballard has said, you know, he said at the owners' meetings, I, after they made the pick, I was thinking I should have made a bigger deal out of it. But he said, you know, he's always felt that in today's day and age, you have to have a quarterback who can do something with his legs because of the stress it puts on defenses. And I was thinking about it before the draft, but I, I didn't hit it as hard as I should have in terms of, you know, obviously that all the guys in this draft could move, but only one of them can move like Richardson can. Yeah, there's no doubt. But and, and the whole Ursay thing went back to, you know, after Jalen Hurts. And I, it, it's funny when you bring that up and Joel A. Erickson of the star joins us. Um, I, that's certainly what Jim Ursay was impressed with, the Jalen Hurts performance. You know, they, they win here in a game that the Colts could have, should have, would have uh, won here at home last season. But I, I still kind of wonder how much Jim needed talked into a 20-year-old, going to be 21 at the start of the season, quarterback to be the long-term future. You know, regardless of all the athleticism and, and all those things, with the 13 games as quarterback and and really, you know, hanging your hat on that for the long-term future. I'd love to know exactly and initially what Jim thought if he were ever able to actually tell us the truth and if indeed he needed to be talked into it at all. Well, the the key conversation that they've that 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 Ursay alluded to when he talked about Anthony Richardson last week was that he said he talked to Steichen and he he really had a conversation with him about can you make him like can we really develop him into uh, an elite passer because you know Ursay like like you mentioned Ursay has mentioned several times that Hurts game and how they have such an advantage because with Hurts being a runner, they have the way he puts it is they have four downs and 12 players on the field because the quarterback's running back and a, and a quarterback at the same time. But 
he did say that he had a conversation with Shane Steichen where he was he was talking about, you know, can we develop him? Why do you believe you can develop him into an elite passer? This is still a passing league. This is NFL. The NFL is still a, a passing league. Can you do it? And Steichen convinced him that they could. And it's that, I thought that that was was pr- probably the biggest window into what what he had to be convinced of during the draft process. So, Joel A. Erickson of the Star. Joel, before I let you go, uh, pump up what you're writing about, what you're talking about, because you, know, you got the window with the rookies right now, and then certainly we look forward to further down the road here in the late spring and the summertime. And, you know, week number one, that decision that is going to loom, if you were a betting man right now, since this jackass on the radio is asking you, would you bet that Richardson starts week number one or sits week number one? I lean towards him starting week one, based on based well on done. both Steichen and, based on both Steichen and Ursa saying that they they felt like to keep the best way for him to get better is to play. Uh, I lean towards him starting week one. I think that the other thing is that the fact that he is such a good runner makes it easier to get him on the field because there's there's something else you can do with him um, that you can't do with another quarterback. Yeah, that's true, and it's funny. Like, you had a fan base here that, that I think most of the people that I talked to ultimately wanted to see Richardson. But there's also a high number of folks that's cool with seeing Minshew. Now, there are people out there that are cool. And I guess that comes from Minshew, you know, having ownership of the Colts in the past, playing against them in Jacksonville. But it's just kind of funny how that dynamic works because I think most of the people out there are still going to be okay if it is Minshew. But certainly the overwhelming prospect of having Richardson start, to me, uh, is exactly the path you need to take here to get that experience going. Well, realistically, we've seen what Gardner Minshew is in the NFL. You know, he he started two games for the Eagles last year with all that firepower on offense, and they didn't win them. You know, so there's not a ceiling there. I understand people liking Minshew, and he's got that cult of personality, but we've we've seen his ceiling. No, you're right. You're right. I've been on board with Richardson, and I'll stay on board with Richardson, too, and we'll see where that goes. Hey, Joel, I appreciate you hopping on here on short notice. I just wanted to make sure we addressed today, and nobody was surprised that Nick Foles was released. But my man made some money here. Good for him. (laughs) Well, the thing with Foles is, like, my understanding is with Nick Foles is that if you're trying to figure out, okay, he's had a career, why does it work sometimes and it doesn't work other times? It's it's really – it's really a confusing career when you look at it in terms of just the highs he reached and the lows he had. And my understanding is that a lot of it has to do with the offense that you tailor to him. And the moment they fired Frank Reich, like that was why he was here. That's also the, his best chance of being successful at this point was Reich knows what offense you have to call for him and how you have to call it. Now you have to set up the game plan. And with him gone, like, you know, they put him in, late just Saturday put him in late trying to get more explosiveness into the passing game but then I remember we asked him like are you going to make changes to the the playbook and Saturday was like well we can't really make big changes at this point in my head I was like well that's going to make it really hard on Nick Foles because he's got there's a specific way he has to play and they they weren't going to do it now he probably doesn't have any of the he probably didn't have the Eagles Foles left in him but they also, you know, you think about all the stuff that he went through last year where he's a two and then he's a three and he's never taking snaps at the starters. And the next thing you know, he's thrown into this offense that's been 
dumbed down and simplified and has nothing to do with what it, like he does best, he really didn't have a shot to be impactful here. And it just kind of goes to show you that, you know, they really they really thought that they had two years with, with those older quarterbacks. And maybe they would have drafted, you know, a quarterback this year or, or traded up for one or something in this class to play behind them. But they, they thought they were headed for two years, and all that only lasted like seven games. And after that, it's uh, and that yeah, yeah, it is so funny. It's so funny. That's the same thing they they had hoped with with Rivers that they're going to squeeze. Yeah. It was always kind of a two year scenario, right? They squeeze two, squeeze two years, another year out of Rivers, and you know they they wanted that and they thought they were going to get that, and they were surprised whenever Rivers decided to go ahead and coach high school football. It's funny how that has been a a case a couple of different times here. Joel, have a fantastic weekend. We'll check in again soon. Thanks on short notice for hopping on here today. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. Joel A. Erickson, the star of the Andy Moore Automotive Group Plotline. Brent Olverson is going to rejoin on the other side. Level is going to be here. La Hacienda, northeast side. Fox Road, Luna Azul Tequila, Cinco de Mayo. 10% off food while we're here. We're helping you out right now while we're here until 6 on the great food at La Hacienda. Brent Olverson rejoins. Level still to come. Calls and more at 239-1070. Back with you next. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Let me have a Diablo sandwich of Dr. Pepper. Make it fast. I'm in a damn hurry. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. All right, my friends, on Cinco de Mayo, I celebrate by drinking margaritas with Luna Azul tequila and taking home a number of incredible dips. I think I am focused in on dips tonight. Brent Halverson, Luna Azul tequila, Heaven Hill Distillery. We're at La Hacienda, Northeast Side, Fox Road, celebrating Cinco de Mayo. You went with the beef burrito. I'm going to go with some dips, multi-dips. Dips. Why don't you get like a, a meal, too? I mean, dips are good for I like dip my starting. Chip. Then I double dip my chip, too, if we're not careful. Do that, my friend. Oh, man. I'll tell you, Sage loves the, uh, their, their case is outstanding. So Sage will come in. She gets this right here. She turned me on to that right there. The number that's, that's 13. A, that is good. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I look at this guy right here. All right. Well, all right. in the house, man. Um, no, I, He's I, no longer official. I tell you. He's very unofficial now. Their fajitas are the bomb. They're the bomb, man. I mean, honestly, you can dress them the way you want. Everything on there is good. I mean, again, I've been I've been researching here for about 17 years, so it's weird, man. Do they have a really good chicken and rice dish here? Yes. Oh heck, it's the uh, compolio. That's all something on there. It's good. It's really good. Back in the 90s, they told me, man, eat rice. It's low fat. Eat it. And then I get in the 2000s, and they go, hey, you know what? That makes you fat. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> I look in the mirror, and I go, all right, somebody was lying to my ass in the 90s. I think, you did, I think if you just stick with the chicken, you're good. <laughs> I think it's all the excess fluff. But uh, Well, you know what? This is a true story I, from what I've heard. And I don't know for sure. I'm not a doctor. Well, I've heard hot sauce and, you know, hot, you know, salsa or something like that 
They will quicken your metabolism. Have it'll you also, heard that before? It'll also make you go to Kroger it will. for an ill-advised stop. If you I have to, to go John. there for a chocolate chip cookie, so you know I've got to go there for a hot sauce. Yeah, so, right. Very nice 79th Street Kroger bathrooms. Yeah. Smells like fresh flowers in there. Yeah, it's impressive. It's bad, yeah. Well, that's what we do around here, John. It's, just, it's all flowers and roses around Only here. problem, it wasn't back in the corner near the Starbucks, or it wasn't over by the pharmacy. It was just like right there where everybody was. Do you have glass I, like, windows walked there? In. It was like I was walking, I was walking backstage on Johnny Carson or something. Hey, wait a minute. What do you have? We know what you're doing. <laughs> Behind door number two, it's Here JMB. He is. Here he is. Going to the men's room. He's been there for 15 minutes. Anyway, this is awesome here. And until we leave, 10% off the food. That's right. 10% off the food. Again, stellar menu. I mean, you cannot go wrong with anything on there. I've pretty much been down the whole thing. Uh, and again, they're cocktails. You cannot yeah. get better cocktails. And look at the size of these things, right? I mean, there's they're a gigantic. lot of really good things going around out here. Uh, Lunazul margaritas, you got Lunazul cantaritas, you got Lunazul palomas. It's just a Lunazul day. Happy Cinco de Mayo. We are giving away Beats Studio Buds, too. And a former producer of this show who's no longer employed with us, but a friend of it and sitting right across from me, Kyle Unimark, may have signed up 12 times. Maybe. <laughs> may have signed up 12 times. But he's, he's, taking, he's taking his game to the next level. He's doing stuff with the smarts real good. Right? I love it. I love to hear the I love father to see of Luca, it too, man. The I mean, father of Luca is in the house here. The husband of Morgan is here. Does she know you're here? Yeah. Oh, man. Let him out of the house and everything. That's right. Let's take it a mile. It's a, this is a national holiday. Yep. Eddie Garrison is here because Olivia's here. We got Jake a good look at these. Look at the crowd here, John. That's this great. is outstanding. Yeah, I mean, is. this is just the, the the scratching of the surface too. It's gonna be nuts uh, throughout the evening here. Phil Burton's in the house. Phil Burton man. is back. I love it. We love it. Good to see you, man. He's very unofficial now over there. Getting you away. We got one coming up right here. <laughs> all right, all right. Yes. All right, you guys sit tight. Come back to you in a second on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Pod every Friday. Brought to you by your 14 Central Indiana CarX locations at CarX.com. Joe Childers run CarX locations where just a week ago they gave me all new brakes on the front at a great price. And there's nobody better to do it than your 14 Central Indiana Joe Childers run CarX locations. Bob Lovells on the Andy Moore Automotive Group Hotline. Hello, Bob. How are you? Hey, John. I'm great. Thanks uh, for having me. So, are we counting down? Does your hiatus for the summer begin after the 500 or prior to? Uh, uh, the Saturday night before the 500 is uh, the final night for me uh, for this season, season 29, and then I'll be back on the air on August 4th. For your 30th season. That's incredible. I'm gonna, <laughs> let's, let's think about this for a moment. Who has been... Who has been in this market, radio or TV, for 30 years like you have? Uh, like Bob and Bob, like Tom Griswold. Tom Griswold's right. one. Chuck Lofton is probably another. Dave Calabro I, is uh, on, on the same schedule as I am. This yeah. His 29th Calabro, year doing what he does. Yeah, absolutely. He's in the neighborhood as well. But it yeah. is a, a small handful <laughs> of folks that have been right. been there that long going on your 30th year, man. Congratulations. That's awesome. Well, we haven't gotten through 29 yet, but uh, but thank you anyway. But it's, uh, you know, I don't I don't think anybody, you know, I don't have I have no explanation for it. I don't think we uh, felt like we were going to be on for 29 days yeah. when we started. And so um, I'm just happy 
don't want to sound like uh, Tim Robbins in a, a, a movie, but I'm happy to be here and hope I can help the ball club. Um, Debbie Knox, I believe. She yeah, may, yeah, sure. upon her movement from Wish to CBS4, spend some time on the beach. But Debbie Knox is still around, so she would be in that category too. But, buddy, that's a select few. And you know how unbelievable that is in these multi-eras of communications of media that you've gone through? That is an absolute amazing feat. Like, I think about it, I've been doing this show or a variation of it outside of, you know, a six-month hiatus that I had to take uh, to oblige my contract and non-compete back in uh, 09 to 10. I have been doing my own show since 04, so I'm approaching 20 years. That's, That's amazing, but 30 is incredible, absolutely incredible to me. Well, thank you, John. Uh, it is um, it's a long time, and I, I'm sure there are plenty of people who, who would say you should have stopped at 20 or 25 or somewhere <laughs> along the way. But, um, you know, we're, we just do what we do. The, they play games on Friday and Saturday night, and we talk yeah. about it. So that, that's the whole concept. Yeah, um, I know that uh, we're, we're coming down the stretch run here of the high school sports calendar. Uh, what, what stood out? And I, I know right now you still got baseball and softball track, among others, but certainly in baseball and softball, you got Max Clark down in Franklin, who right, arguably is right. the best baseball player in the nation. You got Keegan Rothrock, who, you know, I would talk to at, at length last week at that Ron Colley Roar event that I hosted. It's just such a spectacular girl at Ron Colley High School, just beyond her softball talent. But she is probably even less of an argument, the best softball player in, in the, the nation right now. I, I can't remember a time when you had the baseball and softball best in the state of Indiana, much less coming from the county of Johnson. But what else stands out about what you have seen so far and about the stretch run of the high school sports calendar that you've covered? Yeah, I just think generally, John, for, for high school sports, it's been – uh, it's been great to get back and be able to watch games in person and, and get back to where we were before COVID. You know, crowds were huge uh, during the football and basketball tournaments. They were they were big throughout the regular season. You know, you just talking about softball and baseball. You go out right now on a day like today, you'll have huge crowds watching kids play because everyone's just excited about the opportunity to go out and support the kids in their communities. And it's to me, that's been one of the biggest stories of the entire year. You, yeah, you've had great teams. You know, Ben Davis, you know, runs the table in, in boys basketball, which is a tremendous story. You talk about the individual talent, but overall, I think when you look at it, everybody, we we really, really do love high school sports in our state, and uh, thank goodness we're all able to go out and watch it and have a good time. And no doubt about that too, uh, and, and it's just been. Like, I was at Warren on Saturday, Saturday and Sunday, for Laney had games over there. And, you know, you talk about a trophy case. Bob, that's a trophy case right there at Warren Central. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have to alphabetize that trophy case. It is so, uh, it is so large. Um, they, they maxed it out. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, one thing that they're doing right now, going back to Chris Byers, 
Uh, Chris Byers was at Warren, one of the better known, one of the higher quality high school basketball right. coaches right. Uh, in the state of Indiana. Are you surprised that he decided to double back and go go to Warren again? Uh, not really. I mean, he he had great success there. I, I think he he's a, a coach who will win wherever he goes, uh, and I think that you know Warren's a special place to him and to his family. And uh, no, uh, and you don't often get the opportunity to go back. I, I think that's what makes it unusual. And um, I think he still has a lot of ties, uh, a fondness for the institution, and feels like he can do some special things there. Yeah. You ever think about how sometimes I think I'd be apprehensive about it being as good as it was the first time around? Or what I'm saying here, Bob, as a coach, former coach, you would understand this. Going back somewhere where you had great memories, you had a title, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there were also probably reasons why at that time you were also ready to leave. Does that kind of prey upon your mind? Is there a, a delicate balance going on in that decision-making process? Oh, I think it does. I, I think the other part of it that creeps in there, John, is, listen, well, I say it all the time, it's hard to win. You know what I mean? It's, it's really hard to win. And then when you put together – a special group like uh, Chris had in, during that undefeated season at Warren Central. It's hard to repeat that. It's hard to replicate all of those things. You know, maybe uh, an assistant coach or maybe, yeah. you know, a bench player who had a crucial. It's, it's hard to recreate all those things the same way that you did the first time around, uh, which I think makes it very, very difficult to go back and try to have the same level of success. It doesn't happen very often, I think, for a reason. No, you're right. And here's the other thing, too, and this dynamic continues to get worse as we move along. It's, I mean, if you thought, you know, the whole the dynamic between the parents and, you know, the officials and the way they feel now, mm-hmm. or I should say mm-hmm. 10 years ago, 20 years ago was bad. It just continues to get worse. And, you know, with that in mind, Bob, you've been around this long enough to know there's really no end in sight for that. It just seems oh, no. like as long as you have parents, there's going to be a degree and probably a higher degree of anger going towards you know a coach or an official or a team, and there just doesn't look like there's there's any yeah there's any stopping in there. There's, and and certainly it doesn't look like anybody's come up with a solution to at the very least even curb it. Seems like it gets worse and worse. Well, you, you see certain schools, certain communities who are, uh, you know, starting to ban parents, uh, you know, for their behavior at games. They give you a warning, you know, on the second infraction, you won't be allowed in the gym. You don't see a lot of it, clearly, but it, it is happening at selected places around. I think the bigger issue uh, that, that's upon us in Indiana is that the IHSAA continues to tell you, it can, continues to ring the alarm bell that we are running out of officials, uh, don't have enough to adequately staff the first round of the football playoffs. That as it stands now, they're dangerously close to not having enough licensed, competent officials on that first round of the sectionals to do their football tournament. And that would necessitate moving, you know, that first week. You might have to play on a Thursday. You might have to – you have to redo the schedule. But they are, they are teetering on the brink of being uh, in a position to do that. And if that doesn't raise uh, some concerns to people, it absolutely should. And the specific reason is they can't get efficient. Guys don't want to do it. Ladies don't want to do it. They don't want to go through the abuse 
for the low pay, and um, it, it, it's going to happen. I think it's all in my mind. It's a foregone conclusion that it's going to happen. The question is when, but it's going to happen. Do they have a contingency plan on how to handle that? Because if you say that's a foregone conclusion, you have to have preparation knowing that that's going to happen and how you have to deal with it. Well, I don't represent the IHSAA. That's my opinion. But they have been working for years on contingency plans in case they don't have enough officials because it's that critical of a situation for them. Man. That is not good. You know what's funny about that, Bob, is most people would suggest, well, you know, high school football will be different than basketball. I mean, the basketball officials are there front and center and hear absolutely everything. So it may surprise some that in this case, it's more of a dire situation with the high school football officials than even the high school officials. Well, it's a numbers game, John, specifically in football. I mean, think about it. You have uh, 300 teams that are playing, so you have over 150 games on that first in that, in that first round. And so, um, look, officials are being berated by fans as they come off the field, even though they're not up close and personal. They're still getting their shots and following out to cars after the games in the parking lot and those kinds of things. So it happens. Uh, and I'm not sure how widespread it is, but it in fact does happen. And so. You know, the the commissioner has talked about this for the last two or three years, that when it comes to tournament time, specifically in football and even in basketball, they are struggling to find enough officials to adequately staff uh, the early rounds of the tournament. So Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk across the great state of Indiana with the Network Indiana affiliation. I was just looking at your station list Yesterday, when I was in the building, that is a who's who. You know, it's, it's funny. I was there is a pretty good balance you have between north and south, and I know that there are a few more. Let's just say south of of Washington Street in the state of Indiana than there are north of it, but not too many. You got a pretty good balance. Well, thank you, John. We we are uh, we've worked pretty hard at it for 29 years, and um, you know I think it's um, it's a special show. Uh, it, it is. It has its own history. Uh, it has its own personality. Even though I host it, it the, the show is like a good friend. You know, when you're out on Friday yeah. and Saturday nights after games, you know to get in your car, turn on the dial, and and hit and hit scan or hit your favorite station because you're gonna you want to hear the scores. You want to hear us talk to coaches. And it's. Uh, I think it's uniquely Hoosier. I don't think there are any too many states that do what we do. And I'm I'm just blessed and fortunate to be able to have been the guy that's uh, given me the keys to the candy store for 29 years. And uh, it's been fun. I mean, it's not over. I don't want anyone no. to misunderstand. It, it's far from over. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's that time of year where we're wrapping up this season. And I'm going to take a couple weeks off. And I'm, I'm not going to be with you next uh, next weekend or next Friday. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a little uh, surgical issue that I have to deal with on Thursday. So I'm going to. I'm going to be uh, incapacitated, uh, so I'll right. miss you next Friday. And then from there, I'll be on uh, my normal hiatus. So always great to talk to you. Sometimes we'll catch well, up somewhere and have some fun. We we, uh, we require our guests, even in the recovery room, to still make sure their appearance <laughs> is there on Friday. So. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's the situation. It's, and it's, um, it's not a big – it's a big deal. 
any kind of surgery is a, a big deal, but I'm having some uh, carotid artery surgery, kind of cleaning up one of my carotid arteries. Frankly, uh-huh. surgery's on Thursday. I might be able to do it on Friday. Um, I, who knows? I, I'll look forward, but I'm, I'm making plans not to. Um, just, uh, you know, you never know. So that's it. This old age thing, John, is catching up with me. Are they going to give you some uh, good pharmaceuticals to make sure that there is uh, zero pain going along with the aftermath of this? Well, I'm just reading the information on pain management, so I haven't gotten to that point yet. So, uh, but they, they don't want you to. They, they mentioned specifically uh, in boldface type, we don't want you to be in pain, and so uh, right. that's, that's good news to hear. Well, hey, we're going to be thinking about you. Our friend Rick Venturi this past week also had a surgical procedure, and uh, we think about him as well. You guys and are, are vital, and, and you know what's great about it? Not only are you guys vital, um, I love just sitting here and talking with you. I love sitting here and having you guys talk because there are well, moments when my dumb yeah. ass needs to be talking, and then there are moments when my dumb ass needs to shut up. And when you guys talk, that's one of those times. So I'd encourage yeah. you to get more exciting guests than, uh, than your current one. Um, but I, I always appreciate the invitation. Listen, when I'm talking to somebody that's been on the air going on 30 years, as long or maybe even longer than Chuck Lofton or Debbie Knox or Dave Calabro, I mean, that's a who's who of this market of all time, Bob. That is, and I know you're continuing moving forward, that is an absolute amazing run that when it is done, when you do decide to go ahead and rest, that is that, that's, that's going to that's going to need significant recognition right there. That's a big damn deal, well, Bob. It really is. Yeah, you're very you're, you're kind, John. And, and uh, I'm just uh, at some point I'm going to uh, try to figure out what a, a Friday and Saturday night's going to be like with my wife, since I don't have them very often throughout these last 29 years. So you know, <laughs> I'm having fun now. Just going to continue to have as much fun. Doing these kinds of uh, things with you on Fridays are a big part of why I like doing what I do. And I, I know I'm the luckiest guy on the planet. So, you know, I just keep doing it as long as it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we're always thinking about you next week. Um, you know, be best good. wishes for that surgery. Thanks. And uh, we'll get you back on when you've recovered and you're good to go. Okay. All right, John. Thanks for the, uh, thanks for the time. Have a great weekend. You got a Bob Lovell, Indiana Sports Talk. Friday and Saturday nights, Network Indiana. Brought to you by CarX, your 14 Central Indiana. Joe Childers run CarX locations. CarX.com to serve you today. Help me out here, those that have been around here a long time. Am I missing anybody? I know Chris Wright's been around a long time. Kevin Gregory. I'll say I came up with Lofton. Chuck Lofton of 13. Debbie Knox of CBS4. Um, Kevin Gregory, RTV6, is still there. He's been there for a while. Uh, Chris Wright, CBS4, for a while. And we're talking in terms here of Bob going next year on his 30th year. Anybody else I'm missing that's been around here that long? Anne-Marie Tiernan's been around. She's 13. She's been around here that long, close to that long, I would think. At least closing in on it. Anybody else I'm missing out here? That is an amazing run. 
I mean, an amazing run right there. Yeah, I may be missing out on somebody, and I apologize if I am. I'm thinking about the radio folks here in this market as well. I'd mentioned that at least for hosting my own show that I started in November of 04, I'll be next year closing in on 20 years of doing that. And that's a lot, too. Probably too much for a lot of you. But, man, 30 years for Bob is simply an amazing run. Our best wishes for Bob and the surgical procedure. I mentioned, too, Rick Venturi uh, had a little surgery earlier this week. He is, he is all good. I think it was more uh, to uh, get better vision, to regain a little bit better angle of vision here. Uh, but Rick was going back and forth with me via text during the show a little bit earlier today. So uh, he is in a good spot right now. Truly speaking, both he and Bob are two of the best resources that a guy could have on the radio. And I do just like to sit back and let them talk because Bob knows all about high school and has for years and college how coaching works, how officiating works, how the IHSAA works. And then obviously, Rick, with football, you could not ask for two better resources than that on a weekly basis. We are all very fortunate. Hello, J-Law. How you doing, brother? Very fortunate to have them, and I am too, to have them on each and every week. All right, the JMV show features Warrant, Lita Ford, and Bullet Boys. Your chance to win. That's coming up here on the next 30. We're celebrating Cinco de Mayo, the return of Brent Halverson of Heaven Hill Distillery and Luna Azul Tequila. He's our betting analyst. He's going to go over the 149th Kentucky Derby for us coming up on the other side. And he calls at 239-1070. We can work you in as well. Northeast side near Geist in Lawrence off of Fox Road. It is La Hacienda, and it is packed on Cinco de Mayo with Luna Azul Tequila. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Have you ever killed anyone? Yeah, but they were all bad. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Fox Roads, our location on Cinco de Mayo, where the Smiley Bros have voted me Indy's number one DJ. Thank you. So, <laughs> hey, did you guys vote me more than Laura Steele, too? Or is it just Smiley? Oh, man, that's great. How about who's in the morning over at JJK? What's his name? Rob something or other? And uh, Joni, Joni Michaels. Rob and Joni, I don't know. I'm just making crap up, SPT, <laughs> at this point right here. I think I am. Hey, by the way, 30-plus years, and thank you, John Dishour, for adding this. I want to make sure that I get these names in. Bob Donaldson and Brian Wilkes, both at Fox 59, are incredible humans. They are approaching or closing in on 30 years. Randy Aulis, according to Greg, is closing in, approaching, or surpassed 30 years. And uh, Corey Hall says Dave Smiley's been here for 30 years. I don't know. Dave Smiley, has he been here for 30 years? 22. 22? He's been here longer than me. Uh-oh. 
See, that's what happens when you say Dave Smiley's been here for 30 years. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's how it sounds on the radio over there. Anyway, no, that's awesome. Seriously, I have a great deal of respect having been in this business, this career for a long time for those that are able to sustain like that because it doesn't happen very often. And uh, certainly our Bob Lovell would be one of those. Podcast 107.5thefan.com. Mike Wells of ESPN Radio a little bit earlier. Joe A. Erickson, the star, also earlier. Nick Foles cut by the Colts today. Rookies had their first practice. And, of course, eyeballs were on Anthony Richardson, the 20-year-old rookie quarterback earlier today out of the Colts complex as well. And we go all the way back to Michael Joyce, the 149th Kentucky Derby is coming up tomorrow, a FanDuel TV. And Michael Joyce was incredible at breaking down tomorrow's 149th Kentucky Derby. The podcast 1075thefan.com. I mentioned next week coming up to, I believe, Michael Lombardi is on the schedule coming up next week. That's good, too. He's got a lot to say regarding what Chris Ballard and company did in the Colts draft last week. So Michael Lombardi and a lot of Indy 500 drivers also on the way. Brent Halverson rejoins us now of Luna Azul Tequila and Heaven Hill Distillery on what is an incredible Cinco de Mayo here at La Hacienda on Fox Road. Well done. Isn't this awesome? The bat signal has been out. The bat signal is out, and uh, look at look at this great crowd. And we've got we were surrounded by amazing people. We got Smiley, bro. We got Phil Burton over here. Thirty years of serving. We're talking 30 about thirty years. years. IMPD he just got thirty his 30 years. Thirty year uh, uh, badge as well. That's awesome. Downtown IMPD. Thirty years. Phil Burton. There is no human being better than Phil Burton. That's awesome. Right that's just great. I mean, He's we one talk, of the best guys ever. You know, we we talk and and, and you and you hear people. Ida Williams in, knows that too. Shout out to Ida Williams. Ida knows that, too. You talk, about, you talk about people enjoying what they do. You're going to put in 30 years and then see anything yeah. like it, right? So, hey, we're in that same business. You're 22, and I'm mm. about, about 18 in it. So. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm approaching a lengthy time. There's that's, no doubt about that. That's what it's so, all about, my what, man. What do we got going on here right now? Well, I mean, a very, very great crowd. I mean, it is a full house in here, which is outstanding. But, uh, again, La Hacienda, Fox Road, Oakland and Road in Geist. Uh, some of the best food that you can have. Uh, they've got some amazing, amazing. Margaritas with Lunazul tequila. They've got a uh, Lunazul cantarita. They've got a Lunazul paloma. Uh, you can get shots of Lunazul. Lunazul water, John, if you want. You know, you can do anything you want with it. So they've got a good thing going on here. Come on up here if you're not able to get us here by the end of the show. Come on up and check this place out because they have a great, great operation. They also have a uh, La Hacienda on 56th Street and Post Road in uh, Fort Bend yeah. as well. And also inside the lounge via YouTube Live, we're a friend of this show from the Joe's Grills locations. Ryan Nally's also watching and listening right now. Big shout out to Ryan Nally. Big shout out to uh, Maxwell, Riley, Sherry Nally. Uh, we're thinking of you guys. I, I know, uh, Ryan, your dad's uh, going through some things right now. I want to let you know how much we love you, my friend, and I uh, hope everything works out. Uh, miss you, man. Hope to see you soon. So Ryan Nally right there, the Joe's Grill location. So we always are a part of that. Throughout here, the uh, Indianapolis, Hamilton County area as well. Uh, every year. All right. 149th Kentucky Derby. Uh, we heard from Michael Joyce a little bit earlier about that. Any any other thoughts you have as we move closer and closer? I'll tell you. So he gave us he gave us four picks. So I, I, I would tell you this: you want to try to you want to try to get as many different bets out there as you can, because you're going to go for these big long shots, yeah. right? Or these big these big pays. So I recommend doing some. Uh, there's Sierra, and uh, we got JC. We got Hope. We got look at that. Look we got at the uh, Mount Vernon girls coming That's in. That's the best volleyball player in the state of Indiana, That's awesome. right there. Go, go coming Sierra in there. Holverson's in the house. So Mike Joyce talked, uh, talked earlier. He liked Forte, confidence game, uh, Dermis. Like 
Agate and Mandarin here. I like that. Yeah. I like that as a uh, trifecta box, right? So trifecta box, you need three of them to come in. I usually put four or five in there. It's going to extend your bet a little bit, but a $2 bet, it's going to cost you about $64. You get three of those horses to come in. You're going to be in the pay dirt. Here's what I like, John. I like that Forte. And again, I was asking Mike about that. He had a little stumble yesterday. He said he was good. I still like Forte to be in there. I'll tell you the horse I like is Angel of Empire, uh, the 14 horse, running about 10 to 12 to 1 odds. I really like that horse. Another secret uh, little pick of mine is Two Fills, the three horse. Yeah. Also like Mage, not the eight horse. And, uh, you know, again, I'll, I'll tie in with that confidence game or Mandarin Hero. Again, pick four or five of them right there. That's what I'd run with. Forte, Angel of Empire, Two Fills, Mage, and confidence game in a, uh, I'll do a trifecta box. You know, it's funny about that, too, going over the Kentucky Derby. I often look at those down in Louisville that write for the Courier Journal down, Journal down there because much like people will look to us later on this month, um, and, and I wish there was more wagering going on in the 500, right? There's sure. not as much. But anyway. You can, though, John. Yeah, you, you, can. <laughs> you can. There's no doubt about that. But you, you look at the 500, and people look to us as, hey, you guys know what's going on because this happens around you all year. And that's why I look at the Louisville folks because, you know, all that happens around them year-round. And a lot of those riders down in Louisville are talking about Angel of Empire going into tomorrow. Angel of Empire has really kind of moved up a lot. You know, and, and uh, the, the favorite horse, Tap It Twice, it, it kind of fallen off. And I don't, I don't like what I've read. Again, I'm, I'm just kind of reading, right? I'm going to go by a couple of things yeah. that I see here and there. Um, you know, so you've got some good odds there. And that's what I look for, right? Because if you're going to back the favorite, you're going to kind of just going to change some dollars around here and there. You're looking for a big odd horse to come in on that first, second, or third win place or show. Tie it in with a... a uh, 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 trifecta box. Like I say, you put some more horses in there, it adds up on your bet. But then you get anyone to finish in any order. And if the big odds comes in first, it's where you make your money. I think I told you I hit the 3,700 a few years back. That was big, right? You, you get yeah. one of those big odd horses coming in. I don't want to see the favorite win. You know, you're not going to make much money on no it. No doubt. Right? So um, you've got to do a little stretching out there. And, and like Mike Joyce even talked about, get a couple different ones out there, right? You can throw a couple different ones. You're going to have your kind of wheel horse, if you will. Um, you know, that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it the, uh, uh, the, the greatest minute and a half in uh, sports gambling, you know? So Brent Halverson right there, he mentioned his daughter, Sierra. By the way, Greg Blunk. You guys, you guys both are going to have daughters on the old volleyball team over in Mount Vernon. Oh, yeah. Greg, Greg's a great listener, and not only a listener, but he is a contributor to the show on a daily basis. I know you guys know one another a little bit. I, I am kind of getting in tune with Mount Vernon volleyball because of you two right there. You know, it's awesome. I mean, it's great. I mean, it's a great school, right? That's that's a cool thing. It's a great school. Uh, these girls are they're outstanding. I, I tell you, this this younger group coming in, I think they're going to be they're going to be a fun couple years there. You know, so Sierra and I just got back from we were in. Reno, Nevada, um, this past weekend, well, for the last six days, and uh, they were out there for a big qualifier for her club volleyball. She plays for Rev Volleyball, and, uh, you know, they came just a little bit of short. They, uh, they they won their flight, but uh, they didn't get the bid, which uh, uh, they went six and eight and two on the weekend, but uh, not enough to get them there. So, you know, again, it's fun watching it, man. I, yeah. I tell you, I've really elevated my level of appreciation for volleyball watching these girls now. It's amazing what they can do. It, it truly is. Um, you know, so it's, again, exciting kind of see what's coming up in Mount Vernon and uh, looking forward to that season to get started right around the corner. Yeah, it's funny too. I'd say unconventional. It's not unconventional for many, but I've kind of done the same thing with track. I had no idea. I'd never been to a track meet before. And then Blake got into it and he's running these distance like the 3200 and all this. And I really have no idea what's going on, but I'm becoming better in tune with that. You know, when your kids are in it, you kind of 
you know, jump into it head first with that in mind right there. And that's that's what we have done in track. That's what you have done in volleyball. And we're jumping into it right here on Cinco de Mayo. There is Jay Query of the morning show walking over here right now. He's got a huge date coming up tomorrow morning. Not a date with Shannon, but a date to run. He's in the mini marathon coming up tomorrow morning. Go ahead and take a seat right there. Um, he's in the mini marathon for I don't know how many years in a row. The problem is the prefontaine right there is a little stopped up. He's got a little allergy working going on here, too. And what is going to be a perfect day to run for many that are going to run, I not being one of them tomorrow. You know, I'm impressed. Your, 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 your son, is he's out there tearing like, it up. Yeah, he's a, psych, he's a psycho. I, he's get, I get tired hearing the word yeah. run. You know? like when he says, that, I want to run the 3200, I said, you're psychotic. What's your problem? That, it, but it's awesome. I mean, yeah. hats off. That's, that's very cool. Yeah. It's, uh, no doubt. You seated in him early, right? You're like, all right, boy, here's, here's going to go. You're going to get out there and run. You're going to get out there and uh, get out there and earn it. But, uh, no, that's awesome, man. I, I, again, that's not one of my uh, strengths. Yes. That's why we're sitting back here having a margarita. Yes. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to, you know. Not going to run anywhere soon, so I'm going to sit well, and We're all going to be right here, wasting away in Margar- Margaritaville. <laughs> that's here. right. That's absolutely right. La Hacienda. Let's take a break, and we'll come back on Cinco de Mayo. Jake Query, the morning show, is here. He will join us coming up on the other side. We also have tickets. The JMV show at Brown County Music Center, September the 16th, features Warrant, Lita Ford, and Bullet Boys. When you hear a song from the catalog of any of the three, number nine is going to go. And I've mentioned this in September. you got to make that a weekend in Nashville at Brown County Music Center. Your chance to win is coming up as well. JMV Takeover coming up tomorrow night. i got a new kind of different twist that's going to go down with the JMV Takeover coming up tomorrow night on B105.7 and more to come on Cinco de Mayo with Luna Azul Tequila from La Hacienda, Fox Road, Northeast Side, Lawrence. We are near Geist on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. Excuse me, Robo. Any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. This is Cinco de Mayo. Woo! Everybody. La Hacienda, Luna Azul Tequila, Brent Halverson. Jake Query, the morning show, Kevin and Query. Jake is prepping for the mini marathon. And again, shout out to everybody running in the mini marathon coming up tomorrow morning. Jake joins us now at La Hacienda off of Fox Road. So uh, you want some tequila, a little preparation? Listen, the one thing I know, and I do know this, Brent would not steer me wrong, right? That's right. right. So... Yeah, we could do some. I mean, look at the packaging on this. This Lunazul bottle's beautiful. Yep. Isn't that nice? Hey, hold that beautiful. thought just one second. Hey, by the way, that was your cue to call. Number nine is going to go see Warrant, Bullet Boys, and Alita Ford. That's the JMV show, September the 16th. Brown County Music Center, number nine at 239 1070. You are going to go. Thank you, Christian, and Brown County Music Center for making or helping me headline Warrant, Alita Ford, and Bullet Boys, September the 16th, number nine at 239. 1070 is going on me. Go ahead, Jake. Uh, no, I was just going to say, it's listen, it's a great time of year. The weather's perfect. Everybody's in a good mood. 
I mean, you got Lunazul Tequila here, so what is not to love, right? Yeah. Everybody's uh, – I mean, they were, I've never seen this. There were people tailgating in the parking lot. <laughs> there were golf carts and people are tailgating in the parking lot. Isn't that awesome? L- I love it. That's great. No, Lots of May, stuff. man. You want a drink here? Yeah, I mean, I'll do a shot Let's, of tequila. Oh, all right. Hold shot of tequila. Well, hold on a second couple, here. on here. He's taking the next level I like on this well, one here. Hey, Jake, sing on a mile. <laughs> it has been proven. Now, I'm not a big runner. I will tell you this. I'm not a big runner. But if I were going to run, I would drink some tequila to run. There you go. So Nothing wrong the with more that. I drink, the faster I'd run. I Nothing think. wrong with that. <laughs> I think running absolutely sucks, and I would never do it. The it only does. reason That's I ever did tequila. it, it's like a punishment. It's like, hey, you know what? You just did something wrong. You stayed out too late. You didn't get home on time. You missed practice. You jacked around and Clash, you got a smoke up, you got a D, you got an F. Those are the reasons why you run, not to have fun on a Saturday morning. You know what? I'm not, and listen, I'll be totally honest. I have done the mini in the past where I'm trying to run it and go for time and whatever else. Yeah. Now, I mean, I haven't trained. Do you stop you and pee it. on the way? Oh, yeah. I mean, I stop. I, I pet every dog. I high-five kids. I talk to people. <laughs> on tra- I mean, you know, I, you probably take my time and reduce 25 minutes of jacking around. So Dr. Motman, my cardiologist who's doing it with me for yeah. the third year in a row, he, he was like, look, man, I don't even know which shoes I'm supposed to wear. I'm like, yeah, we're just going to go and Walk, run, mix it up, have fun, just soak it all in. So we're not we're not out there trying to do anything special. How many years have you done this? This will be my 14th. Um, and, you know, I've told the story before, but Dr. Motman deserves a lot of credit because when I had my heart attack and I was sitting there waiting to go into the cath lab, I, I was trying to gauge how screwed I was. And I said, if I make it out of this, what are the odds that I'll ever again be able to do the mini marathon? And he said, wow, there's a lot that goes into that. And I said, well, I'll do everything you tell me to do. But if I do it, you're going to do it with me. And he said, I, I can't run 13 miles. And I said, well, look at me. I, I mean, I'm like sitting here fist bumping the Grim Reaper. So if I can do it, you can do it. And when I obviously got out and, he, you know, he's the one that got me out of there. Uh, he's like, all right, this is an annual event now. So we do it every year together. So it's a lot of fun. That's, That's really fun. cool, man. Yeah. That's it's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Cool that time. is fun. What, what's the best part about it? I think besides the, the end, you know, in all honesty, John, <laughs> the best part about the mini marathon to me is you go across 10th Street. Yeah. And all of the people that live there, all of the people along 10th Street, all the people in Hallville, they're all out on their porch. They're all waving. They're holding up signs. Their kids are out having fun with it. And it's just, I think the thing that's great about it is for that two and a half hours, three hours, you're around people of all ages, all creeds, all backgrounds, and everybody's just having a common goal. And that's just to have fun with it and celebrate something or run for somebody. And I think that common bond is what makes it awesome. That's cool. Let the records reflect, by the way, that Kevin Bowen was also asked to appear today. And only one of you in the morning actually made the attempt to show well, up. Well, Kevin, listen, John, Kevin has an obligation to get Zapruder film of Anthony Richardson walking across oh, the know. practice field. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> I know. I they run a, they're running numbers over there. <laughs> I, I, don't I nerd go, it up for us, yeah, Kev. We I don't need to go it. get a haircut and a spray tan and, you know, all the important <laughs> things, right? He's <laughs> like, wait, what? But he was asked and uh, he didn't show up, but you did show up too. What time you got to be there in the morning? Bobbins picked me up at seven. So we'll... The, the, the toughest part for me is trying to talk our way into being able to park in the building because then you walk right out and the starting line's right there. So, uh, Oh, really? Yeah, we'll be good. What time does that start? Uh, the first wave's at 7.30, okay. which means that my capability of runner is at, like, probably 9 o'clock. But I, 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 I skirt my way up the front like Jean-Paul. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I skirt my way up the front and I get with the elite runners. And then that way you're forced to run for the first mile until everybody separates. So yeah. you bust out of the gate. I bust out of the gate. And then at about one mile, like I basically pull 
I'm like Roberto Guerrero. Like, I'm really good right out of the box. And then, like, by about the pace lap, I hit the wall. And it's like, all right, we're good. Let's, let's start walking. You get up on time. Do you get an adult contempo? <laughs> well, you have a wake-up call, John? I, I don't trust John the wake-up call guy. <laughs> that guy's bad news. That guy's trouble. <laughs> that guy's trouble. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I look forward to it. Month of May is awesome. It's a great kickoff to the start of the month of May. No, there's no doubt about that, too. And there are a lot of good stories surrounding that, too. People do it for a variety oh, of yeah. reasons, not just, well, I'm getting into shape or I need to get into shape or it's a goal. Some people do it uh, for for those that have lost, they have lost, um, for those that are, aren't feeling quite well. Uh, some very emotional ties that go along it with is. this. It is. And you see people pushing wheelchairs with yeah. people in it. I mean, it's it's people in fire, you know, firefighter gear. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. So Jake Query with us. Let's take a break and come back. You got time on the other side. So Bob Lovell was on here. Next year is going to be his 30th year. And I know you're somebody that, that has obviously the background that can, can talk about this. There aren't very many 30-year people in this market, no. radio or TV. Let's go over some of those names on the other side, too, if you wouldn't mind. Brent Holverson is going to rejoin as well. Luna Azul Tequila, obviously, is the sponsor. Cinco de Mayo here at La Hacienda. 10% off the menu items while we're here. 10% off the menu items, absolutely. And they've got five great locations. Don't forget that, John. They've got the uh, yes. they've got the Fort Bend over on Lot and Loop. They've got uh, the one here in Geist. They've got Lafayette Road. Uh, they've got uh, Meridian Street. And they also have uh, Graham Road, too. So a lot of good spots for you to come out. But if you're in the guy's area, come see us. You know, it's funny, too. This is the most common place you hear that has great food. It's La Hacienda. La Hacienda. This has been a great Cinco de Mayo. we got a little extra time. If you guys want to join, you can at 239-1070. Until about 15 after or so, we'll be here for you. Brent Halverson rejoins. Jake Query is here as well. La Hacienda, Fox Road, northeast side, near Geist, Lawrence, Luna Azul, Tequila. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live, or you guys have been outstanding once again today. It's 93.5107.5thefan. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The Ride with JMV. They call me Cuba I'm the king of a rumba beat. When I play the maracas, I go chick chicky boom, chick chicky boom. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. What a great day we've had here. Cinco de Mayo and a little extra time from La Hacienda on the northeast side. We are off of Fox Road. Near Geist and Lawrence, I want to thank everybody out there for joining us. Listening either conventionally, 93.5107.5, the fan, the stream, the app, HD radio, and inside the lounge via YouTube Live, which has been absolutely awesome. The deals continue, 10% off menu items while we're here. We're going to give away some stuff here as well, too, right, Brent? Absolutely. I think we got a gift card for Laha. Yes. We're also going to give away... One of these beautiful, beautiful. 175s of Lunazoil. Well, I was that? taking that home. Well, you got one, too. Oh, I do uh, have one. Yeah. There it is, yeah. You need just one of those one. just to have permanently on display and then the other to be able to sip off of. Hey, would this be wrong if I was in that marathon and I carried this on my back? <laughs> no. Hey, how long would no. he last? You'd be the most popular of 30,000. How long would he last with that? If he was handing out... Would he get to the zoo? If he was handing out samples, he wouldn't last till the elephant. So, Jake, here's how I'd start the race, right? Like, 
but before they, they, they drop the hammer down, I would pass everybody in the line a shot, and then I'd run by them. That's, right. that's, a, that's a good strategy, yeah, right? you know, I don't know. Just <laughs> kind of get them loose a little bit. Like, oh, go ahead, man. It's a good strategy. <laughs> so Jake then everybody's going to be running after you to catch up for a second one because it's Ooh, so good. Then, then I'll just start trouble. throwing out minis behind right. me so they start diving in yards. That's right. That, man? Jake like Cray in the morning show. Kevin DeQuery is also here. 239-1070. I believe Rob is on hold for Brent Halverson. Uh-oh. Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, John. Can you hear me? Go ahead, Rob. I got you. Hey, What's listen. up, Rob? Hey, man. Uh, I don't want to talk to John because he's not his deadhead. <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm in now. Sounds familiar. Go know. ahead. I, I've been a deadhead since 1982. My favorite, my first show, St. Louis Kill Auditorium. I want to know what your favorite dead shows been. All of them. All so of them? I, I, have, I, had, I had the uh, pleasure of seeing The Grateful Dead with Jerry Garcia 69 times. Uh, my, fr- my first show was my first show was in 1991. So um, you know it's it's uh, a little bit past yourself there. But I tell you, man, there's there's nothing like it. And and, and ever since Jerry passed in '95, uh, I mean Bob Weir and Mickey Hart and Bill Kreutzmann continued to carry the torch. Um, and and we, we've gotten 65 years of the uh, Grateful Dead catalog, and it's been outstanding. So anytime I get a chance to see him, my friend, is is probably the best time, right? Because it's still there, it's still alive. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. But but uh, hey, I'll tell you what, uh, June uh, June 27th, if I see you out there on Shakedown Street, I'll buy you something nice. Hey, you know what? That sounds like a plan, my friend. And if you get a chance, I will tell you this. So June 27th also, Mystic Waters Campground at exit 219 in Pendleton. Uh, we're going to have a big uh, a little Grateful Dead party out there as well with a shakedown there for a couple of days. So if you get a chance, come out and check out the campground uh, nine miles north of Deer Creek there, Mystic Waters. You see, that's another thing I've been wanting to talk to you about. Because, are, do you own a stake in that? Yes, uh, we purchased that about a year and a half ago. So we've done a okay. lot of uh, changes out there, a lot of fix-up out there, and uh, it is uh, it is an amazing 38 acres of property. And uh, I'd love to be able to sit back, have a cocktail, and uh, walk down Shakedown Street with you uh, sometime here soon. Well, I'm sure you know Park Ranger Pete from Sleepy Bear, and he's been promoting He's our partner. He, he is my wife and I's <laughs> yeah. partner, yes. He's a great friend of mine, great friend of mine, and he's been promoting you every time we go up there. We got married at, at uh, Sleepy Bear. Uh, you know, I had, the, my, my wife and I had a reception at Sleepy Bear, too, so uh, we've got a lot Did in you? common, my man. Yeah, yeah we, got married, we got married in we got Jamaica, married and then we had a reception there. All right, well, That's hey, awesome, that, my friend. I've been wanting to talk to you about this forever. John, I love you. Play dead. Yeah, <laughs> I like all that right I just there. did. What he said. I don't, right I don't have a damn idea up. what you guys just talked about. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Rob. I appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate Great it, Great weekend right there. Mystic Water's open now? Mystic Water's fully open. Stayed open all year. Absolutely. Oh, really? Yep. Doing a uh, big uh, grand opening on uh, next Friday. What are we going to do when they legalize weed? That's really going to be a hell of a place. I don't know, John. I don't, I don't know anything about that, man. I was just uh, just trying to, you know, enjoy a little bit of music and uh, that'd be a hell of a place. I mean. That mini marathon would be a hell of a lot more interesting too when they do that, right, Jake? You think that'd It'd be probably slow things down a little bit? I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I made it in 17 days and three hours. The bus hours. will pick you up if you're not on a 41 minute pace. <laughs> I had to stop right. for a five hour nap there on 10th Street. You got donuts so. on every uh, every corner too, so that'd be great. Hey, Jake, Bob Lovell's going into year 30 next year. Um, how many people do we know here, TV, radio-wise, that have been in this market and on the air for 30 Boy, years? Boy, currently still going. You're limited. But, you know, I mean, Bob Lamy comes to mind, obviously. That, that's one of the first, I guess, if you go back to when he was hockey, Bob. 30 years, though. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, well, I mean 30 Don years Hyde. and on the air right now. I mean, oh, like boy. on the air right um, now. Chuck Lofton. 
Chuck Lofton right. will be one. Bob um, Donaldson is probably closing in. Calabro's got to be close. Calabro's close. Debbie Knox is still on CBS Four. Um, how about Kevin Gregory? Kevin Gregory. Um, Randy Allis. Randy Allis of Wish TV. Yeah. I, I was, you know, thinking about Channel Six. Not 30, because Raphael would have joined there probably in about 98 or 99. About Anne-Marie Tyronon. She would be very close. Now, uh-huh. not at one consecutive spot, but she started right, right. at eight. Yeah, yeah and then, sure. you know, I'm not, yeah, because then you got, I mean, Debbie Knox went. Scott Swan place. might be in that mix, too. Yeah. Um, who does a great job. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, listen, it's not only a limited group, but John, you know as well as I, and I, and this is where I give you huge credit and props, because you'll be able to do this. There are very few people in our line of work, and there's no greater testament to one's popularity, professionalism, and delivery than to be able to go out on your own terms as opposed to them telling you when no your doubt. time is done. No so to last that long means that not only are you really good at what you do, but it also means that people like you, and that's a, that's a big challenge. Um, and so it's a, it's a testament, absolutely. I mean, Lovell's obviously the best, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's for all those people. All of those people you mentioned, are, are they're just good people, and that's how you last. There's no doubt about that. What about one of my favorites, Angela Buckman? She's probably not in the 30 grade, well, she, but she's yeah. probably 20-ish. She's yeah. got to be 25 or I mean, yeah, she's probably she's around 28, 2000. Probably. Yeah. Angela Buckman's a good one right there, too. Big fan of her. Now, David James occasionally will still do weather. Right? I love Dave James. I know, man. I love Dave James. And that's, you know, he's pinch hit. I think he's done every. He, he actually probably has the most versatile right. list of places he's worked, right? He's worked, I think, everywhere but 13 almost, right? I think that's right, yeah, because he's, he's pinch hit at Fox. Yeah. He's pinch hit, you know, back at four. I mean, he's been everywhere. I yeah. just, it, it's, it's great seeing some of these folks still around and doing this, those that we grew up watching. Oh, yeah. You know, and it, it was such a big damn deal. When we grew up and saw them. I mean, they were just bigger than life. I mean, I so I got a message once from Debbie Knox, like on Twitter, and I'm like, oh my yeah, gosh. I know it's like, a big deal, man. Huge deal. Huge hey, star. Jay Query, the morning show, Kevin and Query, weekday morning, seven until ten AM. Also, um, he's got the uh, the racing show as well. Beyond the bricks tonight, eight o'clock with Mike Thompson. And tomorrow morning, seven AM, you That's and Dr. Right. Motman. That's right. Hey man, thanks Good for luck, man. Done by Appreciate great, that. Great to Hang see out. you. We're gonna, have, <laughs> right, we're gonna have more great drinks you, and eat a little bit Likewise. too. Yeah. Uh, Brett Halverson here, Luna Azul Tequila, Cinco de Mayo at La Hacienda. Quickly before we go, cheers, add man. Something. Right back at you. You know, all I can add is uh, come out and check out one of these great locations. They got all locations all around. It's been a pleasure, John. Always oh, a pleasure man. with you, and uh, especially to uh, elevate the Cinco de Mayo with some La Hacienda, yes, Luna Azul margaritas, some great yeah. food, and great staff. We'll be here great. for a while longer if you want to stop by. Thank you, Brent. Yeah. Love you, brother. Cheers, Appreciate man. that, Dev. Great job out of you, James. Back at the studio. Thank you very much. JMV takeover tomorrow night, six until midnight. B one hundred five point seven. It will be outstanding. I promise. Have a great weekend. The last word coming straight at you. What's next? Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com.